This podcast is brought to you by Cryptic, the best hunting and fishing outdoor tactical gear on the planet. That's right. I said it on the planet. That is why I wear it and my team wears it. Guys, check out Cryptech.com. And when you go to the checkout, type in our code GLADIATORS. That's all capital letters, GLADIATORS, to save that money. Cryptech.com. Okay, the cat is out of the hat. And yes, that's right. We have teamed up with Sig Sauer. And there's nothing better than teaming up with the best of the best in the business. And I'm talking anywhere from their optics, firearms, and ammunition. Me, personally, I've been rocking the Zulu 9s for the binos, and I am loving them. Me, I think they're the alpha of the glass. For the fraction of price that you pay for, guys, check them out, the Zulu 9s. But I must say, I went down to the Six Sour Games, and I got introduced to the Zulu 6s, and I had no idea their technology was so advanced. And I'm talking about their stabilization. You guys hit a switch on these binos, and bam. It's all smooth. No rocking, no motion, nothing. It is. And you know how heavy I breathe. I'd be breathing heavy, and I'd just be tired, and I pull my glass, and it's just wobbly all over. And I hit the switch, bam, it's clear. It's like being on a tripod. Guys, check them out. Their technology is off the charts. And I'm talking anywhere from, you know, their rifle scopes to their range finders. Uh, they all introduced the new BDX system. Guys, check them out. Support a company that supports your favorite podcast, SixHour.com. What is up? Man, I got to give a big shout out to my boy over at TheHangerCode.com. Luke and I have teamed up, and I am excited about this one. Man, I've had European mounts all over this place just laying here, just taking a space, really not displayed in any fashion. And now he has pimped out all my European mounts. I literally got this tabletop one. Now I'm displaying right here on the podcast table. It's the Havelina, and it is sick, and I love it. Guys, check him out. Go to his website at www.thehangerco.com, and that's H-A-N-G-R-co.com. Guys, he has European mounts uh, for everything. He has it from Deer, Bobcat, from all your African games. Like, literally, he has it all. And guess what? It's American-made, and it's a small business, so let's support that. Uh, guys, but that's not it. By listening to this podcast, you get to save 30% off your uh, purchase. Guys, type in that code, GU30, at the checkout. Save that money. Damn, Cody, everybody be liking what we're doing with this Bullhorn app. Yeah, what's not to like, man? You get to text, you get to call in, you get to run your mouth with your favorites every episode. Man, we love it. I love the interaction we get with our uh, listeners. Guys, if you guys want to become a part of your favorite podcast, download the app, bullhorn.fm, your podcast app. This podcast is brought to you by Kafaro International. It's gear for life. Extreme hunting products, packs, frames, tents, shelters, sleeping systems, stoves, and more. Did I mention it's American-made? I love it, America. America. Hey, guys, check them out. It's kafaro.net. If you just go say go live when I have it up. It doesn't. It pulled up 131, Justin Gaethje, Matt Lopez. Don't don't tell me how to do my fucking job. You're out of practice, bro. Fucking out of practice. You come here once a month now. Motherfucker comes in once. I'm Hollywood. I'm busy. 
Busy. Busy. Listen. Busy. Seventy. Look like Hollywood. That's Lit- damn sure. That's right, <laughs> Literally, I'd be right. fucking. I'd be walking in this bitch with no shirt on. Why do you have a shirt on? Sure. Right. I can take it. I off, mean, it's though. minus fucking three degrees up in this bitch, but <laughs> you really should. I get you. I guarantee the viewership's going up. <laughs> I mean, so we could get some all, women all, up in this bitch. Is, all we have is dudes. It's always people listen to us are dudes. So, not the audience. I'm trying to. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm sure my wife would appreciate it. She's probably. And my daughters too. They're gonna, they're gonna watch. I can sense your What up, what up, what up? We back on this Friday night. Cold ass Friday night. We got a full house. We got Skitty Coast back yeah. in the building. Yeah, I missed him. Fucking Dude uh, makes this show. Mr. 75 Hard over here. 75 Hardest. And, uh. Super Hard. Fucking your grinder must fucking went up. Dude, it's blown up, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, we got Tomas uh, running the cameras, shooting photos, uh, partaking in a little fucking cigar action. We all smoking a little cigar um, tonight. It's all smoky up in here. Um, tonight's guests, man, I want to say they have been, um, ever since I moved here in Colorado, they have been guys that I've known for a long time and i've known that if i ever needed anything all i had to do is just call them up and ask them and uh these guys are just more than friends to me um they're just guys that i've always lucked up to um yeah uh andrew scripter matt colette welcome to the show thank you luke oh what a treat what a <laughs> holy cow man yeah, man, it's uh, we have fun. Don't worry, you guys Eddie's, made it. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah made it. You, you guys, you got. I mean, let, let's just break it down here. What's the business called, real quick? Uh, yeah, it's the Colette and Scripter Group. We're in the mortgage business. So let's just say after this, your 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 shit, you're gonna be. I just want a contract right now. I want, I don't know, at least twenty five percent done. <laughs> So <laughs> shit is on fifty. Yeah. Damn, I'll take the twenty-five. Oh, anyways, no, I'm just saying. Hey, listen, uh, we'll get into that because there's some questions that I, I got to know about it. But sure. like, here's the thing: like, you know, when people are like, oh man, who are these guys? Are they outdoorsmen or whatever? It doesn't matter because you know why? You're my people. You know right. why? You're my people. And guess what? You'll fucking jab the fuck out of these motherfuckers. So you, we got Maddie. A, uh, a wrestler. That's right. Um, we won't hate him because he's a Michigan fucking state fan. But we when we got we got a, Andrew here, um, Andy. I call him Andy. But um, you know, Andy's been with me boxing. Oh, shit. When did you start? Two thousand eight. Seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah. First fight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. And what's funny is we just put two and two together. Skinny Cody. And you fought on the same card. We both beat the shit out of our dudes, too. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. dude. Everybody was, like, <laughs> chatting our names after and, like, wanted to carry us around the ring and shit. And you were, like, nine. <laughs> you were, like, it's nine true. in your first fight. And I was, he, like, 40. Yeah, he was, like, how old were you then, Cody? Oh, man. How, how long ago was that? 16? You were 16? Yeah. Nine, you were probably, it was, what, 2008? 2008? What year is 14 now? years ago. Fuck, dude. Uh, 24? <laughs> 24, 23, dude. 23, 24, yeah. Yeah. And you were, how old were you? I was like 40. Probably 40. So you took your first bout with, with uh, LA Boxing. It was because I was the head trainer there. And um, was Salas part of that yet? 
Yeah, he was. He was. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know if he was hired in yet. Because he, when I first met Sellis back in the day, I've known him because he fought before. Yeah. But he was working at Bar Louie. That bar, that remember that That's bar right. down the street yeah, there? Yeah, of course, he was bar back in there, and I walk in there with um, somebody. You need, you need that? I got it. Um, and I said, "What the fuck are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm working here." I'm like, "Are you fighting still or anything?" And he's all like, "I want to, but I can't afford it." I was like, "Dude, I'll get you a job." You know? He goes, "For real?" I mean. You ain't gonna make a whole lot of more money than bar backing, but you'll yeah. be in the gym and see some pussy. <laughs> of course, of course, the bar you know is probably pretty good for that too. But sure. um, you never had a problem. Yeah, with you that. guys were no. clean enough at that time. For sure. <laughs> you know, it was a great time at the time to be a trainer. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then that's how he got uh, over to LA boxing, and now look at him tonight, coaching Archie Bellator fight. Wild man. Right, nuts. Yeah. Wait, yes, that's, when, that's when you you brought him. He wasn't working at LA Boxing mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow, because when we came, I brought everybody there, over. Cody Donovan, uh, I got everybody jobs. Yeah, that like, that LA Boxing was stacked, man. Like walking into that place, that was, was like, the best fucking shit ever. I mean, it was legit. I remember walking into that place the first time with with Andy, and, and we just went to Dick Sporting Goods and bought boxing gloves and just started hitting each other and. uh and you guys were watching us, and then you guys were like laughing. We're like, we like these guys, you know? The yeah. That they're just going after well, it. Well, Kyle, Cody's brother, was um, there. Uh, he was coming in. He was a correctional officer at the time. Um, Wait, Kyle, Kyle Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that's your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all Crazy, had, right? Y'all had uh, pictures of yourselves on the on, on the, the wall, wall. Yeah, like I, I didn't. They they put them up. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, kind of a big deal. You it know? was it was me and Colette in your class and and seventeen other soccer moms. <laughs> it was a great time. Yeah, but I was legit because he was an all state wrestler. Yep. So I could walk around with him. And I'm like, yeah, it's we're together. <laughs> me and him. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, I not mean, together. <laughs> but that's because. how we took it as. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, when we went there, we went there during lunch, you know, and uh, we had to go back, yeah. of course, to the bank. And Andy, you know, I get it now being almost 40, you know, that you go work out, you sweat a ton, you know, yep. you got a shower. You know, I was like 23 at the time, and I'm like, uh, I'd, I'll just go back to the office, <laughs> whatever, it's fine. But Andy insisted that we would go shower, and there was just that one little Smart. shower. You got to. And he'd he like, get in there, Matt, like, we'll get the water, and you just jump in, I'll jump in. And I'm like, whatever, right? I was on the... You know, not yeah, freak me out, right? Yeah, but I knew that like I knew that you guys are all watching us. Oh, I didn't give a like fuck. A trick. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. Hey, if I'm oh. packing with Matt's back, I'll, I'll fucking. I don't give a fuck where I'm walking into. That's why Andy wanted to fast forward that. one year. Remember, Luke comes up to us. Hey, man, how, how long have you guys been together? I didn't. You guys are. You guys have been together. You guys are like. Well, now it's funny because we could talk about it. But even if you guys. You guys are not gay. Let's just get that out straight, okay? You guys are not gay. Right. Nothing wrong with that. But for the longest time, I was like, oh, we've been together for a year at the time. Like, yeah. You know, Coming solid. together, Things you know. Solid. I, I'm a Nebraska boy, right? Like, I didn't ever see anything. And like, I was like, well, well it I'm, took I'm, us about, a, about 10 minutes before I stopped. Wait, wait. Whoa. <laughs> What do you mean together? Okay. Well, you know, together. Like you thought I was a groomer. You know, I had the salt and pepper. I'm forty it with sure the twenty like with it. the good looking twenty three year old dude. You know, we yeah, jumping into I the did. shower. I was like, oh shit! It all done. Who's giving me. it? Who's giving it? Who's taking it? That's what I want to know. <laughs> okay. 
Well, you were nice about <laughs> oh, it. Oh no, it was it was never like that. It was a fun, it's a funny joke now, Hilarious. but I never thought about it like honestly like that. You know what I did like? You guys were so consistent, and when you guys came to the gym and you guys would just come in, put it on. We, you know, it was just you guys were just good people at the time, and um, and when we, when you said, "Fuck, I want to do it. I want to box." You went from L.A. boxing, fight night, fighting a little smoker, is what it was, to amateur, uh, state amateur, golden gloves, to fighting on real fucking boxing cards and young fucking dudes that we would, and you would beat the fuck out of all these young whippersnappers. Andy, I had a blast coaching you. Like, honestly, like. Very coachable. uh, Not talented, but coachable. (laughs) This is one thing I will say. I believe that you hired the right coach. <laughs> no. That's I, for sure, I, I, no. I'm telling you, because you worked with Salas for a long time. Uh, you worked with me. I mean, but you would just always come to the gym. You two would always go in the gym and, well, and just on. do let's, it. Let's, let's not finish with the accolades. First of all, two USA Boxing National Championships in the Masters Division. Yes, so what were. that means is if you're an amateur boxer and you're over the age of 50... I can pretty much fuck you up. <laughs> okay, facts, facts. I, I would, I would, I'm gonna lower that uh, fifty mark now because I'm, I'm forty two now. Talk to me in eight years. I'm forty two. Yes. I'll be forty two. Fuck of this you month. up in eight years. But I'm saying you, you have to be an amateur. Okay, I'm excluding wrestlers. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm excluding kickboxers. <laughs> I'm excluding any professional athlete whatsoever. Okay, mainly non-athletic. 50 plus, I will fuck you up. <laughs> I'm going to lower that. I'm just going to say, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say 40. You're, you're fucking, even some 30 year olds. Nowadays, oh. fuck. You, I mean, look at, I mean, you look at, look at a guy like Cody. Liberals. Oh, dude. No. You know what I mean? No, I'm in great shape. <laughs> I go for days right now. I'm good. Hey, look, I mean, good. I mean, abs never fucking do. Hey, do do hey. we ever have abs, hey. Andy, when we write? Hey. Fuck, I no. still don't. <laughs> Keep running your mouth, Lucas. You'll see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? All muscles do is get you fucked up. That's true. Uh, you, if you, you you see the guys that are all jacked that go, that go into the ring, the amateur guys. Oh, yeah, they there was a couple you fought too, and I was like, oh fuck, what I get him into? Even Uncle Nasty, my first fight. The oh guy was yeah, six foot four, lanky. You know, one you eye, that, Cody. You know, I remember. Yeah, because right. uh, he was out player. of the Littleton. No, he was Uncle Nasty, the radio show oh, yeah. guy. Yeah, he um, smoked a joint with us out in the parking lot. Did he? Towards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of tough though. Yeah, man. No, he was good. He was undefeated. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, we we won the trophy. We took we everybody did. down. Yeah. Well, but, I think you know before that first fight, I, you know, Justin, you and myself, I think we were all worried that you know Andy never been in a fight in his life. And you know he he played tennis in college and he was a pretty good athlete, but you know well was, let's 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 back that up. <laughs> <laughs> he played tennis. Yeah, yeah. So when he stepped in the boxing ring, he yeah. became an athlete. Then that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was a little worried because I was I was I you know mainly I was just like sweet. I get to work out during the day instead of when I go home. You know, and so right. and I get to punch my boss in the face. Who doesn't? Love yeah, that, like that, right? right? I mean, exactly. Awesome, awesome situation. But then when he took the fight against Uncle Nasty, and I was just like, "Oh God, if he gets if he gets smoked, I might get fired." You know, he may not retain us. And I'll, this is it lots could be on bad. the line. It could lots be bad. on the line, yeah. right? And so we, uh, 
you know, we all were up there the week leading up to that fight, and uh, we, we took it seriously. You know, he he put in the work, and he whooped the guy's ass, man. It that. was it was honestly um, an eye opener for me. Like that's when I knew I wanted to take in more coaching. Was guys like you, guys like Cody. Um, you already know what we be rocking. We rocking those Tito knives. And I got to give my man Luke over there some major props. I personally love his new drop on a knife called the Tito Air. Some call it Tito Air. Some call it Tito Air. I don't care. It's a bomb-ass knife, and I love it. Uh, guys, check him out at TitoKnives.com. And when you're at the checkout, use our code GU15. Just, I mean, and now look at me now. I'm still doing it after I retired from the game. Um... Because like when you guys came in, I was just bare. I was. I think I was still just in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, just fighting. maybe just got into the UFC, and then I um, started fighting international after that yeah. when they released me. Um, but then you know my transition from retirement to coaching was nothing. I didn't even you know it went right to coaching. I didn't even feel like I missed fighting at the time because I just jump in with the guys and. Get it in, and I would do it with you guys nonstop. Yeah, how many how many fights did you end up having? Uh, I, I promised my wife that I would only fight until I lost, and I went twelve fights. It was twelve. I lost the twelfth fight to a split decision. The uh, it was a Mexican dude, wasn't it? No, it was it was a, a black kid. And yeah, the I do the, remember the, that. That shady promoter. He said, "I got a fight for <laughs> you." The guy's thirty five years old. He's kind of overweight. Uh, I showed up for weigh-ins. First time I saw the guy, six foot four, looked like Muhammad Ali. Mm. Had the fro and had a little twinkle in his eye. And you were like, "Fuck!" Right. But getting back to Matt and I, really quick. So I hired <laughs> this guy out of college, and I uh, he needed a mentor. Business wise, but I needed uh, I needed uh, somebody to uh, you know work out with, you know play tennis. We had no idea that it was going to evolve into. I didn't know he was an all state wrestler until like after I hired him. Oh, really? Turns out the guy sitting next to me also has his black belt in street fighting. Yeah, I did. The guy used to Most show up to work. Do. Okay, most wrestlers do. I mean, <laughs> I'm a I'm a church going softy, and this young guy would come. Ho- come back on a monday morning and his knuckles would be all bloody and he i'd be what happened oh i fell oh man that's a terrible way to fall on your knuckles like that how did that happen oh, next weekend black guy what happened <laughs> oh i hit my thing like, it took me i'm slow on the uptake it took yeah. me about three months to realize wait a minute wait a minute you're a fucking badass you're fucking, nobody about talks him. about fight club Andy. nobody talks well, you know, about fight you know, club. i thought i was pretty tough and then you walk into the grudge you know and then you realize oh man there's a there's a different level of people out there yeah. you know? you're like god i don't want to run any of these guys right well, you, I mean, you know who it was it was actually lt first i was like i was I, that was, I was his first fight too by the way yep oh that, shit it that's was right. his first yeah. fight yeah. i'm thinking this guy's pretty slick right. yeah yep and i was at a wrestling practice with lt and i you know had background wrestling i was just kicking his ass yeah because you wrestled and <laughs> right he, and he yeah. didn't he yeah. and and he, he didn't just wrestle. He, he just waited he until I got tired, man. Weak. And, like, he was in such great shape that he just then, like, after 50 minutes, I couldn't stand up anymore. <laughs> yeah. He just worked me so bad. And, like, same thing with, like, Dwayne was still in there. And uh, he uh, he was pissed because I was a better wrestler. Uh, and, yeah. And he, uh, he <laughs> once it switched to submission wrestling, he pointed at me, and I was like, uh, it's about to come back around, man. <laughs> and it was, you know. Dwayne cause, Bang? Because, yeah. yeah, you know, you, you 
your your wrestling skills only go so far, you know, yep. to to guys who have seen it before and then can like just choke you out or give you a neck crank that's gonna you know make you think twice yeah. about. That's what he did to you. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It was fun, man. It was a lot of fun getting in there with those. I mean, that's that. I I thought I was tough, you know. I mean, you were tough. Yeah, we that was world class tough, maybe. <laughs> that was one of the, like the most stacked gyms that you could train in. At it, was, it was it was grudge like, at the time, yeah. and uh, I yeah, I mean. Here's the thing, like people don't realize, like it's not like an an everyday gym. Like people go go in there and then, oh, you're gonna start. I mean, you you, I mean, you roll with Dwayne Lugwood for once. Yeah, he wasn't known for his wrestling, yeah. but he was. He knows enough. He should yeah. be in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's a, you know what I mean. Like he's a he knows competitive dude too, to, and a, a guy that did not, you know, it didn't matter that he knew I was a little bit better in wrestling than him. He was. Pissed him off, man. And yeah, he wanted to get get it back, and yeah, he's, he's competitive. You know? Yeah, it's Absolutely. all, and it's that's what a wrestler mentality. is. Yeah. Well, and that's why I said, like, um, you know, coming back to Andy, like when he said he wants to start fighting, you know, like on a a real a real professional base, like you you I you know I trained you like a professional, yeah. and you took it like a professional. Like you would come in and you put the work in, and like I'm telling you, man, you would come in and you would spar with. All the pros, you would, and that's when I knew you were good. Like when it was time to fight anybody, I was like, okay, right. Uh, it just like sometimes on some Saturdays you come in and some guys were just speaking a little bit before you. You the competitive would come out and you'd be like, "Fuck, I'm throwing hard," you know, and you get pissed. But that's what I said. Every fighter gets that, you know what I mean? And like when you when you said you were show up on Saturdays and Saturdays was hard sparring. Okay, let's go. And you did it, and you fucking boxed. And I'm telling you, you surprised the fuck out of more people than you think. Yeah, and I'm still uh, surprising people. Are you? No, you got a pop it. <laughs> no, I tell you, that, I mean that, that that's absolutely correct, Luke. I mean, Andy, when he first uh, when I first punched him in the face, I can still picture, I can still see his reaction, right? And his you know, eyes watering, yeah, shit. and his eyes started watering, you know, and uh, and, and he it's had this a little shit eating <laughs> grin on it. He's like, yeah, and, uh, and you know, it's that moment where it's that fight or flight, and it's that decision, and I'm like, what's it gonna be, you know? And yeah. uh, and he, I saw him kind of looking for a way out, and then he just kind of overcame it, and I was like, I like this guy, you know, and we've been working together ever since, you know, and uh, so. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this real quick. How long have you guys known each other then? I hired him in 2007, one month after he graduated from Leeds School of Business, CU. Oh, no shit. Him, his right. dad and I uh, were close. He, he asked me to, uh, to uh, if I could do him a favor. Uh-huh. I got a son right out of school. Uh, maybe you could do me a favor and interview him. I interviewed the guy, and he, uh, kind of impressive, man. Dad said, dad said he was a wrestler, but didn't say I'm like, oh, you know, I can be tough on this guy. You know, in this world we live in with all the PC, I'm not a particularly PC kind of person. Yeah. If you're a wrestler, I'm pretty sure I can be tough on you, right? 100%. You've handled it, right? And uh, shit, you know, 15 years later, now we're, okay. we're business partners. But here's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to toot so hard on wrestlers fucking deal because there's some piece of shit wrestlers out there. Sure. But I barely, barely, barely. No, just a few. <laughs> okay, there's like maybe a handful of, of wrestlers that I know that are a piece of shit. Yeah. But there's a whole fucking storage building full of great wrestlers that have been on the wrestling mat, and they just, I'm telling you, man, like, 
you know, uh, what was it? Gable said it the best. If you wrestled, everything else is easy in life. And I think that's what makes a good employer. Oh, yeah. Your character gets molded on the mat, getting beat up every day. Yeah, and but not only that, but if you got, like, let's just say, if Andy, you know, I, you know I've know, i known Andy for, how long have we known each other now? About the same time, 15 not, years. Yeah, 15 years now. And I have known Andy to know nothing but just love the guy. She's probably just like you, Matt, right? But there's a there's a side of Andy that he can be like an asshole, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's his thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, but you, that's what you need to be successful well, yeah, in life and have a, have a business, and you can't be a pushover and you can't do this. I'm just saying, he has probably said some things to you and been on your ass a little bit, and you were just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Where. You know, sometimes if that was a fucking basketball player, he might fucking oh, yeah. say, yeah. I got to go talk to HR. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, happened. I mean, I mean many times. It. And yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm not saying basketball players, but, you know, wrestlers versus basketball players. I'm going to take a wrestler over. Or tennis players or golfers or whatever. What's that? Say? What did you say, Matt? Like, uh, if you really care about someone, you're not always nice to them. No, I mean, you don't tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, you that's know? it. I mean, that's that is, it. I mean, so many people in life think that. Being nice to someone, being good to somebody is telling them what they want to hear. And that's actually the worst, the worst thing for most people, yeah. you know, because if most, I can't be blunt to right, my friends, right. like if I can't yeah. say if, if yeah. Cody and I can't, and me and him had a conversation today and then we didn't really get into it. And, and like, I, I listened to him, but I, I was on a total different wavelength. Like I thought everything was peachy mm. and what it wasn't, well, guess what? I got your back, dog. You know what I mean? Like, tell me, come front. Like, I'm not a like, what's going on? And um, but yeah, and it's 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 something I think that that is being. I don't know. I mean, I feel like an old timer saying this, but like, it's it's becoming more lost in just a in just uh, you know, tough love to me is uh, you know, I grew up a wrestler, so my, my high school wrestling coach was a was a hard ass from Iowa, and he grew up with Dan Gable, uh-huh. so we would go to the um, Iowa wrestling camps in the summer. And, uh, and you know, it was not like you get a hug type of world, you know, and like, that's okay. You know, that was the world that we lived in and, and we had a good wrestling team. And, uh, you know, I remember that the coach didn't even know my name, you know, and then I made varsity and then he started screaming at me and it was the the coolest feeling because once he started screaming at me, I'm like, oh, he does care about me, you know? Yeah. He knows you exist and he's like, oh shit. Right. Exactly. And it was like, you know what? he didn't even care about, he didn't even know who I was before that. But once I put in the work and actually got to the level where I could compete and and get to to varsity and be on the team, he cared about me by, by telling me what I was fucking doing wrong. And you know, you need to hear what you're doing wrong in order to to start doing things right. Absolutely. And so Andy was the same way, you know, I mean, he, uh, he, uh, was tough love, you know? And so he, uh, you would, if I did fuck something, I remember I, uh, I, um, printed up some documents for some closing paperwork. And I printed it up on eight by eleven, and it was a legal, legal paperwork. And so it cut off like half half the pages, and the the clients came in to sign. And in front of the clients and everything, he's just like, "Damn it, Matt, you're not allowed to print on legal size paper for the rest of the time you work work for me." And still, like five six years later, that worked. That started. That was like the first few months I started there. Six years later, I was still only printing in legal size. Hey, do, like, do you? 
paper. Do you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this. Do you know how many people I hired and fired? I got in the business in 1996 and hired you in 2007. So we're talking nine years. Do you, I once counted how many people I hired and fired before you. It's probably really? long, man. You want to know and the number? I got the number. How many? 40. Holy shit. 40 people in nine years. Holy fuck. So when I heard, hey, man, I can try something different. This guy's a wrestler. I, I'm over under when I hired you was probably six months. <laughs> now, Matt comes from from a lineage of engineers, though. So he's got the toughness and the brains. I mean, his mom was a calculus teacher and his dad is an engineer by trade, like former CEO. So he's got good genes like, yeah. and, and the toughness and the brains. Like, so that's a great mix in sales. Well, you know, I also have right. parents that, you know, when I got home, you know, they're not they're not feeling sorry for me. You know, it wasn't like. Oh, my boss was mean to me, you know? It's like, actually, <laughs> go fucking figure it out, you know? He was probably mean to you for a reason. Well, you know? It's it's adulting, right? Uh, and parenting at the same time and, you know, getting you ready for life. Because yeah. here's the thing. I'm telling you right now, life is not fair. The, the older I get... That's what Matt says all the time. The older I get, the thing I've, I've realized the most is time doesn't stop for nobody... And life sometimes fucking sucks. Yeah. And here's the thing. When life sucks sometimes, it brings out the best in some people. And I'm I, me personally, I'm going to say I was a wrestler because um, I wrestled. And I'm willing to face that when that time sucks, I'm like, okay, what do we got to do to change this? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm not going to sit and cry about it. I mean, I got to fucking fix things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. It's it's always weird. Like, um, I meet a lot of people, especially doing the podcast now, and um, it, we just talk about different things. And and like what I what I always get intrigued is like how people react or respond to different situations and stuff. And I always find out like, you know, not saying you know some people that are, um, I don't know, I, I don't even want to say a, a a little bit of a a softy versus. A guy like, fuck it, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, fuck it. You know, which I am. I'm a guy that says, fuck it, I'll figure it out as a, as I go, right? right. And kind of like this podcast is just like, fuck it, I don't know what I'm doing, but fuck it, let's go, right? Like, figure I will out. figure it out as I go. And you're almost 150 episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm still trying to figure shit out, right? And, um, but it's, it's, you know, some people have a, got to have a plan and a, a business plan, which is nothing against that. I mean, they're they're way more successful than me, right? Um, you guys are in a, a a business where you guys can't fuck up. I mean, you got to be um, on point. Um, know where um, people's um, you got to you're good with numbers, and you guys got to know where you know. Hey, can you get approved for this? Can I help you get approved for this? And where I'm, what I'm going with this is. You know, a guy like me, you know, let's let's just say fighters, period. Unless you're the Justin Gagey, Kamaru Usman's that come in. And even then, before that, before yeah. they started getting their fucking, yeah. you know, $100,000 checks and million-dollar checks, they were the broke-ass fighters, like yep. pretty much all of us. Like everybody that thinks they want to be a fighter until they start doing it for a while, and they're like, fuck, this sucks. <laughs> I hate fucking fighting, right? And it, it's just so weird, right? Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, people ask me, like, would I ever change anything? And I said, fuck, no. I wouldn't change anything. Never. I mean, there's 
times where I think I wish I would have done some different choices in certain things, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but as far as fighting goes, dude, I'm I'm so I'm so glad. I'm it's brought me look where it's meant I met you guys yeah. from it. Yeah. Uh it's got me to the show where I'm at now. Sure. Um got to travel the world, you know, and where I'm going with this whole thing is, you know, you guys have done something in your life where you wrestled, you were obviously a tennis player, went there and, and, and did that to get where you're at now. And you've been with this guy for what, 10 years now? 15, 15, 15, 15, or 15 yeah. years. And you said you fired so many people before him. It takes a lot of, it, I mean, it takes a lot of people to realize like how hard it is to fire those 40 people. It's hard to fire people. There's yeah. many different ways to fire someone. Yeah, it is, and it's hard. Sometimes they don't show up. Sometimes well. you tell them get the fuck out. <laughs> Sometimes you have a d decent discussion. Hey, maybe this isn't the right place for you. I mean, the full spectrum. Maybe they volunteer. You know, when I say fire, I meant forty people came and went. Yeah, not necessarily that I. Yeah, you gotta fucking give them the can because right? it's a, you know commission only sales. Yeah, is uh, it's tough. It's very tough, and and to do that in and out for decades, you know, that hones your character, right? If I mean, I think hunters, work. I think hunters can relate to that. You know, this is a yeah. eat what you kill type of business. You know, yeah. If, I mean, you're you not always successful, right? And if you don't wake up thinking it is on you and only you every single day, then like you're not going to survive. You're not going to um, be able to compete against guys like Andy and I who get up every single day and you know. It's what you do, after, grind, you know? grind. Yeah, it's what you do. You guys find a way and make yeah. the shit happen, right? Yeah. And that, and that's why I think. When you started fighting, I knew your little background. I knew you were a fucking grinder and you fucking had to put in the work. I'm going to tell you, man, when you started coming out Saturday mornings, I was like, oh, where's this go? We're going with it. Because I'm telling you right now, Saturday morning sparring, when you, we'd spar, it was a fucking, I would say it's harder than fights. I'm telling you, fight, spar. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. you're dead ass tired. You know how many rounds you got to do? Hey, you know who was the first person that I, I sparred on Saturday mornings? I'll never forget it. Who? Pat Berry. <laughs> Pat Berry. And he hit me with a liver punch. And it dropped me. So, And I was like, I was crawling off the mat. And he was smiling. And Trevor said, hey, man, what are you doing? The round ain't over. Get, get up. In there. Get up. Yeah. The very, within one second of standing up, he fucking went for the, the liver. What an asshole. Like a second time. <laughs> Luckily, I dropped my elbow and caught it. But I mean, two shots to the liver, I'd be pissing blood for a month. Pat Berry. Okay, yeah. Do you remember Pat Berry in the day? Oh, oh yeah. In his overhand? Oh, oh even now, he oh. still has it. You oh. know what I mean? Oh like, it's Did not you guys just hear that, right? Like, I, he went from, this guy went from just never, boxing, never, being in a, never being punched in the face in his life to sparring Pat Berry yep. and Gaethje and all these guys, Gertz and all... Tyler Stinson was. Yeah, remember it. Tyler? Tyler was. Oh, a, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. tall, like he just like. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like I want to talk about this because it's something I've thought about for years on end. I feel like you put me in the ring with him one time, and you told him, "Fucking take this guy down," mm -hmm. because that guy had a meanness to him that I'd never seen. When he punched, it was like a, it. Yeah. It was like a sting. Yeah. It was. He like, knew how to roll his punches, oh. and he had, a, like, he knew how to throw his shots. 
Yeah, and, and I was ble- power, finally man. you threw the towel in after like maybe two <laughs> rounds, and I was bleeding everywhere. And I'm a bleeder. Yeah, I mean it was like a stuck pig, and it was disgusting, right? <laughs> and uh, afterwards, he came up to me. He said, "Hey, man, I just want to I want to tell you something. You know, the reason why I was so hard on you is because you kept talking in the ring. Hey, I got this. No problem. No, like, like have a little more humility when you fight someone like me, or I'm going to keep bringing it. Okay, <laughs> no, no disrespect. I'm not. I like you, kid." You know, I, I'm 10 years older than him, and he yeah. was treating me like a, a child almost. <laughs> like, hey, hang in there, buddy. You took it like a man. But I'm just telling you, like, don't talk shit in the ring to your elder. I learned a valuable lesson. Keep my mouth shut, you know, or, or the beating will continue. Yep. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. God, he's a man amongst men, that guy. Yeah. What's he Ta- doing now? He's in Kansas. He's back in Kansas. He went he's back home. He's got a gym, doesn't he? Yeah, he runs a helps. Or I don't know if he owns it or what, but. He's uh, the tall, yeah, lanky guy. He's good. He was great, man. Strike force fighter. Yeah. 39 wins. Or yeah, he had like a lot that. of wins. He was a great fighter. Great fighter. Great dude. Uh, me, that's one dude that me and him always saw eye to eye and never had issues. And it was he, cool, he man. He wasn't the type to really kind of uh, nah, fluff things. No, nah, no. Nah, he was, he'd rather step away and just be like, you all deal with that shit. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, which is good, you know. Um, you know, I would say out of all those fights, Andy, um, there wasn't one that sticks out more than the other. Um, you know, it, it's so funny because, you know, you get this Facebook and you get these memory time hop pops up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so funny because, you know, I think one just popped up like eight years ago and it popped up and I'm like, God damn, it seemed like it was yesterday. Right. Uh, putting the belt around you, holding the belt. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. um, like to me, like, that's what, you know, um, what it's all about like anybody can do anything they want if you really want to fucking put their mind to it hey let me just tell you as your pupil okay never having been in the ring before right and you're saying hey trust you know hayes in the barn trust your your skills and your sparring you ain't nobody you're gonna face in the amateur ring in Promise the master's you. division is gonna be tougher than pat barry yeah. okay so you got this all right and then to translate that in in my first two fights were first round knockouts yeah and it was it's like a surreal experience and it was you were you looked so much better than you outclassed them you you made them look really really fucking horrible so yeah. i was like oh fuck who is this guy right yeah. like it was cool like we went all the way to kansas remember we went yeah. to kansas oh dude? it was a joke i i, I cut <laughs> through the, that class you, like butter it, it, it really one of the did. guys said hey man listen uh uh i don't really appreciate like boxing is a gentleman's sport and you fight with rage i'm like i, I hey man did i do something wrong because i knocked him out in the first round and he was like kind of you like fuck that guy you <laughs> fight with rage you fight angry boxing ain't a gentleman's sport no. here's the thing man if you go into into the ring thinking you got to take care of that person. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. That's what the ref's job is to do. Yeah, it's not my job. That's right. It's the ref's, the ref's job. ref's job to do to fucking take care of that fighter. Your job is to pose your will on that opponent. Yeah. And that's and, what I trained. In my division, thanks to you. <coughs> well, Andy, Andy was on a mission, man. There was a time period where I was in the office, and he's he was at the gym for three hours. <laughs> I know. You know, believe me, I know. And I'm calling him like Andy, come back to work, man. <laughs> you're gonna get fired, bro. <laughs> you know? Like he he was on a mission. I mean, look at these tattoos right there. You know, I mean that's that's another story in and of itself, man. Like he it was crazy uh, because there was probably um halfway through it uh, his training. Um, well, yeah, about halfway through his, you know, 12 fights. So we'll say like about seven, about eight. He was fucking 
starting to get the attitude. And I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. What did I create, right? Like this fucking guy. Yeah. He's becoming a monster, right? Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which I loved, right? Like, I mean, if you Is that if about you, the time that you put me in with Tyler, though, uh, no, no, you know, no, was it was a little later than that. It was later. It was after that, and uh, I mean, you got to realize, like, this is times when you guys even came to me when I went to TrueFit. We were at TrueFit oh, for a while. Right. Remember yeah. that Scenarios Gym yep. there, and you literally would come in the gym and be like, "Let's go! I want to fucking let's me and you box," and we would spar. And there was times where I would have to fucking hit this guy like he was the enemy. Yeah. Because he would fucking hit me with his jab. Yeah. I would show him something like a double jab, stiff arm in the face, then bam, he goes to the cross. <laughs> shit that out. Like, you can't be hitting me with my own shit, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Because he has that reach. And, and he was getting quick and he started moving. Yeah. Um, but there was times where I was just like, you know, we would have to go and I'd have to hit him hard and he'd hit me back and – um, it was it was a fine line where um, the the friendship kind of was stepped put outside the ropes and uh, we would go at it because there was times where we would just go in there and just fucking go and it was something that I loved about him because after that we'd be like fuck yeah, yeah. when are we training again he would say yeah. that immediately yeah. after that when are we gonna yeah. do it again yeah what's Wednesday look like you know what yeah. I mean and it was. Something that is not always, um, I mean, I, I've trained a lot of guys, a lot of fucking people. I mean, and I've had How a lot of How many people guys, would you say you've trained? Oh, man. Hundreds. 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 And, you know, and like the who's who. Oh, I've trained some, yeah, who's who's. Um, From and the I've full trained, spectrum. And I've, I've trained uh, people that, you know, let's say people that just come in and want to get in shape, right? Uh, that done it. And then I've gotten some young cats come in and say, I want to be the next McGregor. I want to be the Justin Gagey. Okay. <laughs> go take go hit the bag over there. Okay? <laughs> go over there hit the bag. Get away from me. <laughs> and it's just it's just funny and but at the time, you know, Andy, like when I started coaching you, I needed the job, I needed the money, you wanted to pay private lessons, you wanted to take uh training to another level and you paid for the training. And um don't most people no 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you would think right <laughs> you would fucking think right um but that's what i'm saying is like you were a man of your word um head on your shoulder more responsible i should say like right like yeah. it was crazy and um there was times where you would be like hey can i bring colette in and and you know, do two of us at the time. Yeah, you could do whatever the fuck you want. You're a paying customer. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what you do. I you want to bring so, your- Oh, it's so great for me too, man, because like, <laughs> I was at an age, uh, you know, where I was like, dude, I, I, I didn't have the money to pay for private training. Yeah, like it was that. different, right? Yeah. And, and I want, I, man, I looked up to you guys, still do, and, and I wanted to get that. I mean, I was a wrestler and striking is just, I mean, we, I obviously knew nothing about that. And so going in there and getting to hold pads and. Well, you didn't and, know nothing about sober striking. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but well, you, bar, know, you could it, strike. The thing is, it's different. A bar fight yeah, just versus a fucking, oh wait, we could fight, double, you know, three minutes <laughs> around, let alone right. five minutes around. Right. Like, and he's what the six, fuck? three, man. Like, yeah, I don't know if you can see how tall he is. He's six, three, man. He's got a long reach and it's just like, whew, like I, yeah, how do you, uh, you know, how do you learn how to 
um, get around some of that stuff. And, and I mean, you had such slick combos too, that you're showing us that, I mean, just walked people right into stuff. And it was just, it was an art form that you just couldn't get enough of. And Andy got the bug big time and, you know, got the tattoo. I mean, I got to tell that. Well, story. hold on for a second. I want to go back to, <laughs> so I would train, I would train with Luke for two or three weeks and then bring you in <laughs> yeah. to see my work yeah. and, and uh, he, he wanted to see oh yeah he wanted to oh, test yeah. to yeah. see if this fucking if what i'm showing hey if i pay for this shit i want to see if this shit works yeah. and then you would be the guinea pig that's right and you know and what he, would he still was, fuck swear me to god <laughs> swear to god would you not Oh, that's, 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 that's exactly right, you know, and, and, and I mean, I, was, I guess <laughs> Poor I was Matt right. just puts the gloves on and goes in there, no headgear, okay, let's go, boss, and he would, and I'd have years and years of training, and he would still slip in that left hook. Well, well you Pop. know what it, what it was, I, what I think that is, maybe you can tell tell me, actually, because you, you were watching it, but, you know, I, I, I have a, a brother, an older brother who's 11 months older than me, uh-huh. and, like, I, you know, even... God, even when I'm like at the height of my wrestling, like he could still pull some moves on me and he could still get, he still has that big brother thing over me in a lot of ways. Right. And so with Andy and I, I mean, because like I had a a background in just wrestling and just street fights before my life. Yeah. And toughness. I was like in my head and like, there's no way he's going to big brother me. I'm going to big brother him. You know, like I didn't. And, and probably what it was is that all like, I, I made it dirty every time because, like, once he get me, I get so angry, man, and just like make it into a little bit of a brawl. Yeah, you like, had to make it into a street yeah, fight. Yeah, and and you know that's uh, I had to. It was the only way I could win because if if I just sat there and let him just pick me apart with his jab and his his reach, man. Like, I mean, I well, what kind of employee? Okay, his boss outweighs him by forty pounds, six foot three, two hundred forty versus six one, one seventy. He's getting trained by world class fighters, and then every three weeks, randomly, the the boss has come in and spar me. Yeah, think about that. And by the way, you know, we had to go back to work after this. Okay, so and the guy did it for years, years. You Boy, you tough. did it for years, yeah. a lot of years. I yeah. remember. We're like, hey, well, maybe we should bring in Colette. Uh, he's like, perfect. Let's call. I said, give me, let's do uh, six training sessions on the seventh one. We'll call in and we'll do it like a fight. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And Andy was always sure shit, that. dude. He would show up and he would do it out of shape sometimes. Yeah, and he'd oh, be like, so out of Fuck. shape, man. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And he would always test to see if his fucking yeah. cobbles were going to work. I'm like, hey, man, you can't take me to the ground. You can't kick me. Okay? This is boxing rules. Okay? Well, you take away, you know, nine-tenths of the fighting dimensions, and then I can hang with anybody, you know? Well... You were a great boxer. You put in the work, man. You were there a lot. You were a great boxer. You've been talking way too much about me. What else are we going to talk about? Well, there's a Our lot, children, but I'm, I'm going to tell you right now economy, real quick. Real quick. Religion. <laughs> I got it all, man. I, all up I, here. Listen, Jonas. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you remember his alter ego. Oh, dude, I know. It. I <laughs> his like, alter ego. He was like, uh, you remember uh, something on Irene? <laughs> and when he had that other fucking guy come out of him, that was him, dude, in the fight. He would be like, before, a couple yeah. weeks before camp, he'd yeah. be like, you will address he, me as Jonas. Yeah, yeah. He would, he would, he would turn his hat around. You know, I had, uh, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> He's talking yeah. third person out of himself. <laughs> totally. Oh, 
Well, his his grand was it your grandfather a boxer? Yeah, was Big Red was his yeah. name. So you, poster. you channeled him man. in the 1920s. Well, and oh yeah, dude, I heard it all. Like it was the best. Well, we're not going to. We get him on the treadmill and then bam, he spills guts about it, and he would look at me. He'd stop. <laughs> his feet would hop off the treadmill and let it run. <laughs> look at me. I'm being serious. Okay. You want to stay on my mind? You want to be in my corner? Like, <laughs> you will address me as Jonas. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, Jonas. And then, like, in the middle of the fucking round, I'm like, Andy, why did he look at me back in the eye? And I'm like, oh, fuck, my bad, Jonas. <laughs> okay, well, let me just put a little perspective for the yeah. viewers here, okay? So, my birth name was Jonas. So, until I was four years old, my name was Jonas. My mom got married and they changed my name to, to Andrew. And I often ask my mom, hey, how did a four-year-old, I mean, how old's your son? Uh, almost three. Okay, and imagine changing his name a year from now. H- how did you do it, mom? You know, it's, it's a little awkward. I've never heard of someone changing their name. Yeah. Maybe if you convert to Islam or something. Yeah. But she's like, well, it was very simple. I just called you Jonas Andrew for six months. And then I dropped the Jonas. And uh, I don't have any memory of being called Jonas. Uh, but it does it does uh, um, trigger something carnally, subconsciously. Because <laughs> it's a Jonas. better fight, fight name. It's oh, a better my, fighter my name. birth name Jonas was Kelly. Jonas Kelly. Uh, and I go by Andrew Scrippen. Now, Jonas Kelly. Now, that's a fighter's name. And that is, know? I always thought it was like, I didn't want to go there. Maybe your mom... <laughs> Had a different daddy. Maybe you had a different yes. oh, daddy. There's no doubt about this. There's many daddies involved. And I was okay. like, is Jonas like a you know, big old black barrier or what? <laughs> well, Luke, it was a big deal for Eddie because he discovered, he didn't know that his entire adult life. He discovered it right around that time. He called me up one day and he's like, Matt, I found my birth certificate and it said revised on it. And I asked my mom, I'm like, why does my birth certificate say revised on it? And she wouldn't tell me, but I pressed oh, her. And then, and then she said, well, here, here's the story. And he found out that story literally like in the middle yeah, of you guys training. Up. And so, you know, that, that became his alter ego. We kind of joked about it a lot. And like, <laughs> not surprising that he I'm, made I'm you tell- call I'm back. telling you right now, dude, it was a fucking. I well, mean, you got to do something to get in the four, ring with Gagey and Four and or Pat five Barry. fights of Jonas. <laughs> Jonas Martinez. It was crazy because I was like, damn, this guy, what the fuck happened? Did he get concussed? <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? But like, it was, it worked. And uh, we, here's the thing, man. I always said a good coach will never make um, a fighter do it their way. A good coach will adapt to the person they're working with. Right? <laughs> They got to, you know, kind of like flow. It's just something I've learned uh, working with Trevor over the years. Like, he never always made me change the way I is. He's kind of a, adapted my the way, uh, you know, even today. Like, I see him do it today. And and I, I always take in that. And, like, with, with you know, um, Andy was very athletic as fuck. He was. Um, well, let's, let's take the athletic <laughs> as fuck out. But let's say he was athletic. And, um, but he, what, 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 what it all boils down to, you wanted to do it. Yeah, for sure. There was a, there's, there's a difference between, uh, wanting to get better, wanting to step in there and then, um, just to say you did it is one thing, but when you wanted to do it over and over. You're showing up those Saturday practices. Yeah. That's that's a different, that's a different, that's a nine years, nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Would you would and you hey, quit? Would you do it all over again? No, I went as long as I could, and you know, I I noticed um, 
the head damage, you know, like everybody, Matt always talks about how everybody's got a certain number of punches, right? And when your chin goes, your chin. And I noticed uh, towards the end uh, that it was taking me a couple of days to recover after a tough training session. And that's kind of scary, you know, especially when I need my mind to like earn a living. Oh yeah. Right. It's all fun and games until you're like foggy for a month. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. And so I, I went to, uh, or your whole life like me now, <laughs> <laughs> you just laughing your way through. The- but now, yeah. You just start making up on your own words and shit. You know what I mean? I'm just run with it. And, uh, you know, it's facts. Like yeah. people don't realize like getting hit in the head, head trauma, whatever. It takes a fucking toll on the human body. You know how I explain it to people? I say, Hey, listen, Everybody's been in a pillow fight when they were kids, right? Right. Try being in a pillow fight as an adult. Even a pillow hitting your head causes trauma. Imagine a pillow fight where you're getting hit 200 times with that yeah. pillow. Even if it's a pillow, it's going to do damage. I mean, it's very... Uh, and the sport that you picked was boxing. And I'm not saying that, you know, would I have told you to do like a kickboxing bout or an MMA bout? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, just got to realize, legs. you just, hey, you just got to realize when you get knocked down in boxing, yeah, you get a standing eight count and you get back out and cause more drama to your head. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not necessarily does the fights take the, like, yeah, fights do add a lot of that trauma and like even Sunday on football players, you know, but it's the practice leading up to each fight. Oh, yeah, all the practice. Dude, if I look, think back back in how we used to train back in the day, fucking stupid. Yeah. It was stupid. We'd spar three times a day or three times a week hard. Yeah, you're taking literally thousands of And we would just fucking just try to literally beat the fuck out of each other. <laughs> like oh, I can only like imagine lit- Just beat the fuck out of each other. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting better. No, dude, I'm fucking... <laughs> Stupid now. That's how I make up my own words, epical and shit. You know what I mean? Like it just happens. Wait, I remember well, seeing a picture of you and Leonard Garcia. I yeah, say, and like, that was a perfect was example. Me and Leonard Garcia would literally stand in the fucking middle of the ring, in the in the cage on Saturdays and just beat the fuck out of each other. And it was just like fun. Yeah. I mean, it was literally fun because I knew this drink break is brought to you by KillCliff.com, energy that doesn't suck. Kill Cliff is the clean energy drink with no sugar and 150 milligrams of clean caffeine. Now with 100% more winning because losing sucks and losing is for losers. Did I mention it's totally American and a proud partner of the Navy SEAL Foundation? Guys, check them out. Killcliff.com. Type in our code GU15. I When it comes to fight time, that motherfucker ain't tougher than Leonard Garcia. You know what I mean? Like I could take everything. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I read a study in college about it was when MMA first came out. And I oh was, wait, I was wait, like, hey, hold on, hold on. Now this motherfucker went to college. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys. Sorry, sorry to sorry to have Damn. that in here. Like, Degree. I was, yeah, I was you a fit in with these guys. Oh, now. No, I, I was a psych major, so I read a study when MMA first came out, and they were talking about the difference in head trauma between boxers and MMA fighters, and how MMA was so much safer because your gloves are smaller. Because in boxing, you have 16, 16 ounce gloves. Yeah. You're still taking the same amount of head trauma. But it's, it's not, knock, it's not knocking you out. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly what it is. Your brain is sloshing back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're taking more trauma, but not getting knocked out because of it. So if you're kids listening, if you want to you wanna fight, fight MMA, don't fight boxing, you won't end up like Luke. Well, and here's the thing, like, it, you know, the whole, you know, 
eight round thing in MMA, you get knocked out, you're not, there's not enough standing eight count. You're fucked. You're done. The ref stepping in, you're done, yep. which is the best thing for you. The, the last pay per view card, the Izzy fight with, uh, what's the name? Who was it, Cody? Ferreira. Uh, yeah. You know, Izzy, Izzy, Izzy was like, ah, let, let me go out of my shield, bro. You were fucked up. You were you were done. He was gonna fucking yeah, one just cause trouble. One, one to knee you. away from yep. you know what I mean. Like it could have been bad, really bad. You know, and you live to fight another day now. That's right. You know, um, <laughs> that motherfucker got his number, dude. You know Holy what, shit! You know what's right? funny is I told Andy this because I you know Andy sometimes gets a hunch and then you know puts a puts a big bet on something. Usually it's college football. Yeah, and uh, usually you know, I lose. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and so I'm I'm sitting there and. You know, I'm at the stage where you, you know, I used to order the fight and order, you know, have all my friends come over. Yeah. You know, now I just order the fight and like my my wife is supportive and lets me watch it by myself yeah. downstairs. You know? Dude, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, the last one I had me, Marcus, and Eva here. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> my <laughs> wife went to bed <laughs> yeah. and I'm here drinking. Right. And, and my wife, my daughter Eva's sitting right there where you're sitting at, and then and uh, you know I'm I'm placing my bet on my bookie right uh, each fight yeah. right and shit, yeah. and I'm like Eva, who was gonna win this round? And I would go against her. I'm like, come on, Eva, you don't really know. She's like, well, bet me then. And I was like, okay, bet. So me and her, we would, dude, she fucking loved it. I love right? that. She That's loved awesome, it. man. And I don't know if I'm teaching her what, but I had a gamble. But either way, I was like, why did you pick this guy? How much money did you lose to her? I yeah. know. <laughs> she, she did beat me out uh, one up, one fight. Um, she, uh, who? what was the fight? Uh, she beat me on... Uh, Poirier, Chandler and Poirier. Yeah, uh, she yeah. was like, "Oh no, Poirier beat Gaethje. Poirier's gonna win." <laughs> and I was like, "Cause I told That's her that logic." I, I, I said, That's "I said, yeah. I said, man, I think Chandler's gonna do it. He's like on a momentum deal. Like, you know, yeah. he. I think you know after the last fight I seen Poirier, the last couple one didn't really look hey. like the Poirier that I knew." And I was wrong, obviously. Poirier's uh, resume is stacked. It's sick. Oh, it he, and that was he, a great fight, by the way. Oh my god, he's good. He's great. He Chandler is fucking blows great. His nose he, on he, him. He posted about the other day about he uh, he he knocked out or beat the violence trifecta. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah, yes, dude. the violence. Who who is that? It was Gagey, Gagey, Chandler, Chandler, and Eddie Alvarez. Oh. I mean, that, I mean, those three right there—that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, but, but if you watch. The Gaethje, I here's the thing that intrigues me now. That was Gaethje's second, third fight in the UFC. Oh, they need mm. to run it back mm-hmm. for sure. Third for fight sure. in the UFC. Run third fight in the UFC. Yeah. You got to realize he fought Michael Johnson, came back and beat that guy. Then he fought fucking Eddie Alvarez into a fucking war, war, war. Yep. right back to a fucking Dustin Poirier war. Oh my and God. you watch that, and Justin is not the same fighter as he was. You know what's but, funny is Eddie Alvarez is trying to get back in the fight Poirier I, again. I, but it's a money deal. Eddie Alvarez also said that he wouldn't get in the cage with Gaethje again. Yeah, no, he dude, said there's no yeah. way. Dude, nobody again. wants to fight Gaethje again. Are you kidding me? He just don't give a fuck. But here's the, here's where I'm going with this whole thing is MMA. Yes, there's a lot more cross training. There is a lot more in to do it. Do we get paid more than boxing? No, is there, they're not there yet. But at that point, that head trauma. You guys get in boxing? Oh, oh hell no! Oh man, it's, it's hell bad. no! It's bad. And you know what? I, I agree with you at that with that Izzy stoppage. And you and you know, going back to that bet thing, right? Right before when they were walking out, sitting there by myself in my basement, 
And it just, you know, the same thing with the big brother thing, you know, and I was like watching Izzy. I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> he's getting knocked out. And I put, yeah, I think just 50 bucks on Perea knocking him out. And then after four rounds, I'm like, well. There's guess, that 50, right? Yeah, I guess guess I wasn't feeling it, you know. But, you know, that fifth round, man, it was just, it was odd how, how similar that fight was to the. Um, Usman. Usman fight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at that fight, I mean. Usman was literally beating the fuck out of him. Yeah. No. Way more. That yeah. fight was a little oh, yeah. bit back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's nuts. I mean, that's what but I like about MMA. But it was a good MMA. stoppage, you know? That's what and I like and, about and, the fight and, game. Um, Ariel Hawani is like, oh, I'm getting a lot of flax for, for saying it's a bad stoppage. I'm like, bro, I get, he was out on his feet so bad. And, like, Perea yeah, he was done. so hard, man. That like, it, it's only going to just take years off that guy's life. And back to the, the concussion thing. Like, before, yeah. when we started fighting... Salas, uh, Justin Salas, uh, you know, after we were training one day, you know, and I was in my like 23, 24, like pretty ripped up. And he's like, Matt, you should, you should train. You should take some fights too and be a fighter. And I had already had a ton of concussions and I could already feel even when Andy would connect with me a little bit where I was like, oh, I don't think I could take a shot, yeah. you know, like, not, yeah. like as well as you need to, to actually like progress in this world, like for a career. And plus, you guys don't make any money on the local circuit, no. you know? It's, like, unbelievable to me how, like, there's no health care. There's no, uh, you know. Plus, you're, you, were, you're, you were on the bar circuit already at that point. I mean, no, you, you, you taking, you're going to fucking, it's going to cost you money. Yeah. Cost it's going to cost, cost you money. money. Yep. It's going to cost you money. There's a sad thing about it because, like, I'm looking at these guys, like, that L.A. boxing, I mean, most of the guys in that place made it to the UFC or yeah, you know, ranked in the did. world. It, well, and, and that LA boxing back in the day was what two thousand what six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, yes. whatever. It was it was a franchise which is now the UFC yes. gyms. Yep. They bought they bought out all the LA boxings and now refranchised them. Uf, UFC gyms. I mean, it just shows you how big UFC has gotten and mixed martial arts over boxing, right? Um, yeah, that gym in Westminster was. There was there. I mean, it was pound for pound the best of the nation. Yeah, I mean because I mean I met Justin we, Houghton there. You yeah, know? I mean we, now, now I see him on like every corner, corner now. You know, he has I, his own gym now, right, and right. Um, you know I like that guy. He's oh, he's solid, good. He's, he's yeah. a good dude. He, he was, was tough too, man. Um, really tough. I tell you, that guy's from Michigan, right? Yeah, a small world. Of course, he, uh, he he comes out. Um, he moves out, and he literally gets on a train. To move out here, right? yeah. <laughs> like literally, I, I picture him with like a stick over his shoulder and a sack, <laughs> right? And uh, and he uh, he gets off the train to go train with Trevor. That's what he told me. And he was a, a fighter in Michigan. And my my mom's side of the family is from Michigan. And my cousin, my younger cousin, who I'm super close with, she's like a little sister to me. Um, she's an optometrist. She was working for this like really small podunk optometrist place. And uh, he moved. I'm, I'm talking to Justin Houghton, and I asked. Um, Emily, if she knows who he is, and she actually works for the optometrist that was his like only sponsor back at oh the, no back, shit yeah back in like Eaton Rapids, Michigan. No. So we had this like small town Michigan bond when we first met, man. And I was like, this guy's gonna be tough because he had a little wrestling background yeah. too, plus the striking, yeah. You know? And so yeah, um, yeah how did his career end up? Because he did good. He, he, did he went well. he went more in glory and kickboxing. Uh, I mean, he he got enough money where. He opened his own facility, um, adapted to coaching, and um, he's one of those guys that uh, evolved with the sport, you know. And where does he uh, live now? 
fuck, I would think he's just somewhere in uh, Centennial. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. maybe Highlands. Here. Maybe. Was it pound, pound for pound? Yeah, he runs a gym pound for pound. Like I'm, you're talking about uh, a guy that I need to bring on the show. Oh, um, you know what's funny is once uh, I mean you know we always hung out at the gym and stuff you know all the time whatever uh, I threw a house party and he came and it was like the first time I hung out with him outside of the gym and we were having a conversation or something I was like dude I gotta I gotta go pee and he's like cool I'll go with you <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> like this isn't a restaurant like what do you, what do you mean dude and he's like yeah it's cool like I'll, I'll just go with you <laughs> so I go in the bathroom and I start peeing and I look over and he's peeing in my sink <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, motherfucker, this is my house. Like, That's Michigan. That's regular. I mean, I was like, what are you doing, doing in Michigan? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. He's like, oh, it's cool, man. I'm just, yeah. I'm just peeing your sink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, bro. That's cool. <laughs> I guess that's that's where we're at now. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that is funny, actually. Well, after one of uh, one of his fights or something, uh, right after his, one of his local fights, his Michigan family was in town, and we went out like celebrate his fights, and we went out partying in the bars. And I like don't remember anything about that night too. There's just I mean they party hard, and he's just like get they it. were going, man. Yeah, and, you know I mean sure that was a long time ago, but it reminded me of mid, when you go in the Midwest and you're in yeah. Michigan, you know you get out there on the lake, man. It is just heavy drinking yeah. and just yeah. getting out. It's there. hard. Yeah, yeah. He's a good dude. I honestly he's doing good. He he trains. I mean he's in the corner. A lot of UFC fighters. Uh, he coaches one of, one of his gals just want to fight on that card on that um right yeah yeah way well, he's been working with uh Kamar Usman's brother uh Mo I had him on the show uh right. yeah, he t- won the ultimate fighter Tisha Torres Tisha Torres uh Ray Raquel um, I remember wanting to spar him because he was a pretty boy, yeah. good-looking guy. I'm like, are you a model or are you a fighter? I'm like, I can I can fight you. Yeah. So we sparred, and, uh, man, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I never could touch him. He would just pepper He's me. Fast, hit, yeah. hit me, so hit me. Fast. I could not. It most frustrating guy, uh, looking at this pretty model guy, tapping me up all the time. I had to tap. I'm done. <laughs> I couldn't hit him. Yeah, he's good. He was He's really good. quick, man. Yeah, he's good, man. He uh, he's, And you know the thing about with J-Ho is uh, – he just J Ho. He just a fucking straight good dude. Period. Straight. Like he just knows a good dude. He man. lets yeah. he let his uh, his fighting dudes talking, and uh, you know when it was yeah. time to step away, he became a great fucking coach. And you know to this day, we see him. I see him coaching. You know, we go to Easton's uh, yeah. uh, high altitude. Uh, watch, you know, Justin Spar, and he's there. Watch coaching his fighters there. Yeah. It's so cool seeing guys like Cody Donovan, Vinny. Everybody that's fucking that, you know, we all fought together and seeing them that, you know, they're doing what they want to do. Dude, it's amazing that uh, the Colorado Denver um, MMA world, man, and what it's, what it's going like Cody Donovan. I mean, Christian Allen. You yeah. See, um, what's oh, that? Man, what's, that's a name what's, I haven't heard for a while. Christian, he was good back yeah. in the day. He's, Whatever he's, happened to him? He's coaching. He's one of the head coaches of Hammer at High Altitude. He, Coaching What's Corey Sanhagen, you know, he has a fucking too, man. Yeah, really he has, smart. He has a fucking army. He does. Just that name, Christian Allen, Jonas yeah. Kelly. He, uh, I actually had a. Uh, he came out and cornered me on my first UFC fight. Christian did. I remember that. Yeah, that motherfucker was so good, dude. Yeah. dude the yeah, like you know, you guys even had Brendan Shaw for a while. Remember that? Yeah, Brendan. The amount of talent that <clears throat> came out of that LA boxing dude was crazy. It was stupid. Like, yeah, uh, the, the way that it's you know grown and evolved, and dude. I we got Ian Brandon, Bird, we got Brandon in? Chaba job at LA Boxing in uh, Highlands Ranch. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I remember watching him as a fullback at CU. Mm. 
He was good. I remember thinking, why doesn't Gary Barnett play this guy more? Really? Yeah. He. I mean, a six foot four, two hundred fifty pounds. Yeah, he was athletic. Uh, very athletic, and then he rose right up to the tippy top. Yeah. Another kind of model fighter. Yeah. You know, and then and then he decided, you know what? I can do something better than get knocked out. Yeah. Now he's running podcasts, comedian. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's making. Yeah. He bought a fucking Makes Ferrari. Did you see that? Yeah. 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 I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? <laughs> no shit, man. I gotta live in L.A. or what? Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta be Joe Rogan's <laughs> friend. That's what you know what I mean. Wrong. That's I, what it I is. Then you get a lot of a lot of publicity if you're Joe Rogan's. He friend. had a nose for business too, though. He knew where to be, the right place at the right yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. Um, where I, was I remember he uh, he and uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but you know, I don't want obviously, but Stepe was there in a grudge uh-huh. before Stepe like yeah was Stepe yeah he was scary and uh, God, I, was and scary. I remember Brandon was like the man yeah right, in heavyweights and he wouldn't spar Stepe he's like no nah, not doing it <laughs> yeah because I remember Stepe showed yeah. up to try to get some work from from Brandon Brandon and wow Brandon's like no nah. Brandon was the man but Shane was. Oh, the yeah, right. oh, I still Carwin was the hefe by that loss. Well, man, you know, yeah. he, he, they should have called that. They would have called that nine times out of ten. I know, but no I excuses. Know. I know, so close. I, I know. He was um, a scary human being. He still is a scary human who being. Is, Shane. Uh, who was the ref in that fight? Was that like a Mario Yamasaki? Like, <laughs> I mean, bro, what you, are you doing? Uh, like, yeah. stop the fucking fight. That's yeah. that's what Izzy said. Bring back him. Bring back um, Gotti, you know. Uh, it is what it is, but it is crazy of what you saw, you know, the, the amount of talent in the room. Oh, and GSP, Rashad, John Jones was in there um, before he had his first UFC fight. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I was right there with him. And that's why I said, like, you know, I try to tell these guys, and, like, you know, you know, these guys that I, you know, when I was coaching a lot and people were like, hey, man, when, when do I get my sponsors and when do I get my big fight? I'm like, when do I sign a big contract? I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you have no fucking idea what it takes to be a fucking even someone in, you know, on a prelim card. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Archie for 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 a perfect example. Bellator card and, you know, he... I mark my word. He will sign probably with the UFC in the next three years. I would say three years, two years minimum. How yeah. old is he? Oh, fucking young. Is he young? Young. I mean, minimum fifteen fights. Minimum. Ah, uh, man. He's, before you go. I mean, it all depends. It all depends. Like, if he knocks out guys in fifteen in fifty seconds, what's the point? You know what I mean? Well, ten, ten of those, sure, but like. You he's only been in, he's only been in one uh, past the second round once. Yeah, but what's his he's, record? He's undefeated. Six zero. Yeah, like fifteen fights. Yeah, but you got to realize this is not amateur. This is professional at a <laughs> uh, main high, high yeah. card. Yeah. Well, yeah, you well, know, but he's also an all American wrestler too. Oh, well, okay, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. Well, was that's he, worth he ten was fights. All American Wyoming. Wyoming. No shit. Oh. See, see there. That's why him and Salas get this. This fucking brokeback yeah. mountain bondage, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they both wrestle in Wyoming, right? You know, I can't so, quit you. I can't quit you. Yeah, you know what's so cool though is like, I I have so much love for Justin Zealous, right? Like I, I, you know, I there's no there's like that guy. You guys are like brothers he, yeah, right? he, on the come up, you know? He right? really can't do any wrong, right? Like he could fuck him. But he, I know he was his fault, but I'll. I don't give a fuck. I got your back, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to see what he's done. Like, I get a fucking ride Justin's coattail. 
right? I did that. I've done that with him. And now I get to see, I see Archie become an Justin Gaethje, right? Like, and I, it's so cool because don't get me wrong, dude. I have had a blast with Justin. I've got to experience some cool shit. I've gotten some perks off of it. It's been awesome. And I see what, where it's at now. Cause Justin's put his time in with Archie. He started with them and I see it now. And I'm like, so happy for Justin, right? Like yeah. I'm, yeah. Just because he's such a good dude. Of course. He's and, the same person he and was. And Archie's such a Justin Gaethje kind of guy. Like, yeah. he's going to take care of him. Yeah. He's going to do this and that. And um, it's awesome. I see yeah. I see it. So I'm happy, like, tonight when, you know, got to give props to Archie for uh, 50 seconds. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, you um, know, when you told me that he won in 50 seconds, that's that's amazing. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations to those two guys, man. And uh, it's been and, cool. It's just well, yeah, you know, it. I mean, Justin is, is what we're talking about with toughness. I mean, from Green River, Wyoming, and just, just freaking just tough as nails. I remember one of my vivid memories of Justin is going to the ju- grudge, and he uh, he just blew his knee. Like, it just popped yeah. during some sparring. And he, like, he, like, He's like, it's okay. I got this like shark oil from like Vitamin Cottage. I'll be all right, you know. And I'm like, that's that's your that's your plan. And he goes, he's like, he's like, I can't give up the fight because I gotta I gotta get paid, you know. And I think it was before his fight in the Paramount against uh, against um, like, so Emerson, where he had his entire foot burnt off. Burnt off, off man. Yeah. I'm like, what gnarly, is yeah. this guy going through, man? And like, yeah. I mean, yeah. to make it to the level and get to the UFC, like. It was one of the most amazing things I watched watching him get to the USC, yeah. man. Like, and, that's, and that's another thing. Like, I got to be able to. This quick break is brought to you by Crispy Boots. And I'm telling you, I've been rocking the new Laponians Gen 2s, and they had the best thing that's ever happened to my feet. Man, I'm talking lightweight, great ankle support, and I'm telling you, they look real snazzy. Uh, I love them. I used to rock the Thors, and, man, these things uh, blow them out of the water. I'm telling you, man, let's just keep it real. Crispy Boots, I'm a big fan, and I think all their boots are the bomb.com. You know, uh, guys, check them out at crispyus.com. Ride that experience with him, you know, be a part of his corner, help him coach. And uh, I like I hear that's I go back to, you know, People always ask me, would you change anything? I'm like, no, man. You guys, I lived a, I've lived a fucking greatest fucking life so far, dude. It's been unreal. Like, my my experiences, the people I met, the 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 stories I could tell. I mean, the, when it all comes down to it is, like, all the experiences that I've had, with, even with, you know, let's just say, a guy like you, Andy. Jonas, please. Jonas. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Cut him off. No more court banquets. <laughs> Um, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. From an amateur level to the 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 topest level of you know fighting for world T- uh, UFC championship belts. Did they you say all, the toppest? Toppest, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's the head trauma. Yeah. Um, uh, you have uh, no, I'm good. I'll uh, more of that. Yeah, man, that was good. It's good, huh? Yeah, yeah so. yourself. Um, but I was just saying, it doesn't matter to me. If you're fighting on the amateur level or the, you know, the professional level, uh, it doesn't matter. I am connected with the people that I go. If I'm corner, if I'm walking out with you, I promise you I'll go to fucking jail for you. I will beat, you know, I, that's the thing. And I, I kind of want to say before I jump off this, uh, Cody, 
you see like this uh, Dennis Davis, Nate Diaz, and all this shit that he just did today in Bellator where he bitch slapped another guy and he got his boy. Did you like see Dylan any of that? Dennis? Is that what you're talking about? Huh? Did you say Dennis, Dennis Davis? Uh, Are you yeah, talking about Dylan Davis? Dylan Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, 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 my yeah. bad. Yeah, same thing. Uh, uh, Dennis Davis is the guy I fought. I was that's why I was thinking it. But like you see these guys getting attentions in in the fucking corner, right? So I'm just saying, just hear me out. And this is where I'm going with this. Like if it was you or a guy, let's say Justin, right? Justin's in the limelight now and if someone fucking goes, let's just say uh that fucking Connor or uh Dennis or even Nate, I don't give a fuck. This is my brother. You're fucking talking shit to him and you got issues? Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> I know. This was this was the oath that I've taken yeah. with Justin. Yeah. You better get me out of fucking jail. Bail me out. Because guess what's going to happen, motherfucker? Yep. You ain't got to worry about him fucking slapping you or hitting you. I'm going to fucking do it. Yep. I promise you I'm going to fucking get it. And I better get a lot of followers after that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. here's the thing. Like, don't fucking talk shit. Because you know it. Here's the thing. Like, yeah, I I, I get it. It's building fights and building sure. this and that. But that guy's a piece of shit. You know, he's just talking shit just to try to. Who? Uh, uh, Dennis. Dylan oh, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Dude, when and, was the last time that guy actually fought? Yeah, exactly. He's a great jujitsu guy, but he's a he's a pussy. Um, here's the thing. Like, when you build these fights up and do this and that, and like, yeah, I get pushing. And this and that, and stare off. I get it. It's it's emotions, attention. But I'm telling you, like, let's just say you are weighing, and you know, fucking homeboy started riding off, and this corner man just started riding off, talking shit. I, I may not have to do it right there, but I'll see you in the back, and I'll sneak up by to you, and I'll be like, "Where you at now, motherfucker?" Bam! Hey, oh, dude, Luke, you've always been like that, bro. Like, I I got to tell you, man. Uh, I think we were two or three weeks into training at LA Boxing, and I get in there, and we're stretching. And you come over, and you sit next to me, and you start stretch, stretching next to me. And you, you lean over, and you're like, fucking cool, I'm pissed at you. I'm like, why, why, why are you pissed at me? And you're like, dude, I'm driving down the highway the other day, and I see you walking down the highway. And so I, I exit the highway, I turn around, and I go to pick you up. And as soon as I pull off to pick you up, I realize it's not you. And I'm picking up some <laughs> random fucking person. And like the entire time, this person is in my car. I'm like thinking to myself, like, fucking Colette. I'm so fucking pissed to go. <laughs> like, I, like, I do remember that. I do remember that. Just some random yeah. dude. Yeah, I thought it was him. Yeah, and that was like two weeks after I met you. Yeah, and I, I, I knew thought I'm it was like, him. dude, he's like, he's such a fucking real dude, man. I, like, I, I seriously did. I thought this was you. And I was like, fuck, I just let this fucking. I mean, I'm like, what the fuck's this guy going to do? Unless he's going to fucking a pull out a gun on me. Yeah. And fucking guess yes. what? You know, um, sticky so sharp. But fuck, yeah. Uh, you know, I yeah. Had, and you know, it was like I was like I was already in your like family. I, f I just felt like, damn, dude. Like, yeah, I do. If I ever that. see Luke or ever see, fuck, anyone, I I'll forgot about. Him, that. I gotta pick him up, man. <laughs> you know? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. Damn. But anyways, uh, while we're wearing this little thing here, uh, I gotta give a big man a big shout out. Big shout out, man, man, Halvair. A very dude from San Antonio. Thank you for this little gift box. Oh man! Those Everybody got so to enjoy these. Are you kidding? Unbelievable. That's a cigar. Hey, Doc Doug. I I ain't gonna bullshit you. Let me Venmo you. I ain't gonna lie. I gotta Venmo you. But you gave me 
Have you ever had this? Have you guys ever had these? No. Dude, not. they're so good, no. huh? Dude. It's like a dessert, huh? Yeah. I it love is. it. I'm full. <laughs> I'm like trying out of a smoke one too quick. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Like he gave me when I, so I know this guy, uh, I went out guiding and out at Nestor's at Eastern Colorado. We went on antelope hunt and he shot the biggest goat that he wanted to shoot. Wait, that is it a goat or an antelope? Antelope. Okay. We call them speed goats, you okay. know, um, pronghorn and yeah, pronghorn. Yeah. Okay, okay. Antelope. Fuck. Yeah. Fucking stinky well, bastard. Who I'm gives like, a fuck? Are, are you shooting an actual mountain goat? No, yeah, no. Antelope. Yeah, they're okay. fucking all stinky okay. bastards. Who gives okay. a fuck? Okay. Um, but it was cool, and we had the best time. I'm first time meeting him, and you know he got we got we got on. I looked like a great guide because <laughs> we went on a stock and pulled it off, and you know, <laughs> pimptastic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and we got back, and he pulled out these cigars. He was like, you smoke cigars? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm a cool motherfucker. Why wouldn't I smoke a cigar? Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm you a bad motherfucker, really you know? Yeah. You can't, if you smoke a cigar, you better be a bad motherfucker. You know yeah, what I mean? He's like, yeah, check this out. I got a cigar. Um, so he, he pulled these out, and I was like, oh, what kind are these? And I put it in my lips, and I was like, oh, dude. It is like pussy. I mean, it's the best thing I've ever had in my life. Like literally, yeah. Like it's so good. Like it's good, and um, it's not too strong too. Oh, it's so perfect. Yeah, it's just perfect. And uh, it's not. It's not like I know a bunch about cigars. Like I'm not a. Uh, you know enough. Though. Yeah, I, 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 but I know that um, this That's shit good is one. good. Yeah. And uh, I got a second whole, one. Is that your second? No, one? first okay. one still. I just started. Well, you should uh, give us his info too, because I want to. <laughs> I know, huh? Those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he's the, he's the man, and like they're the best. They're the best. So, um, thank you. I appreciate it. You the man, Javier. Yes. Hey, uh, I want to talk about Justin Salas because I'm kind of a big fan of his. Okay, real quick. Real quick. Uh, uh, waste all my free minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a great coach. He's a great dude. Period. He's a great coach. Like he, is. he is a really, really good coach, and he's also a musician and an artist. Yep, very impressive young man. Yeah, he is. He's you know, a good and, dude. Uh, he's married now. Is he? Thanks yeah. for inviting yes, me to he, your wedding, hey, asshole. Hey, bro, check we this out. You, we check you this. missed out on a good kid. We financed his his wife's home. Yeah, so that's that's the his one thing first I wife's yeah. home. No, well, his second wife's his home. His first girlfriend, no, baby's no. mama. No, no, no. All all of the above. Gentlemen, all of the above. Lindsay is his current. Oh, I'm wife. sorry, Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. yes, always. Yeah, You're married now. Yeah, yeah. Lindsay's get over. I wasn't wife. invited yeah. to the yes. wedding. Okay, yes. so I wasn't invited to his wedding. Fuck you, Justin. Hey, check this <laughs> out. Let's talk about Justin's house, right? Okay. Hey, check this out. This fool fucking invites me three days before the wedding. He goes, "Hey, man, I'm getting we're getting married three days." What? Justin, the fuck you would have gotten a four-figure gift from me. Now you're getting a F you. <laughs> okay? That's F what I'm saying. Man. That's what I'm saying. Nah, it's all good. I'm just but, teasing. But that's I what I'm saying. Andy the invite. He's good for a check. For that, sure. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I'll take an Andy to my bachelor party. Fuck that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's right. Shit. That's congratulations, Justin. Hey, Andy, it is. Andy didn't come <laughs> to my wedding, you know, but I sure as hell invited him, you know? <laughs> but, well, that's a little different. Okay, we're running a business. <laughs> I didn't go to your three-week honeymoon either. Oh, shit. I'm glad your wife survived it. No, it's okay. good. I, I mean, it, it is one of those things where his gift. We all know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> Splitting the tail. <laughs> oh, She's fuck. got a limp now. It's been four years. <laughs> well, fuck, okay. she married it. Yeah. 
She could have said yes and no. That's right. Maybe it was a surprise. <laughs> All right, well, you know, yeah, you could have waited for it. the married day for a marriage, uh, which know, I doubt. Do you know what? Uh, I, I'm just sidetracked for a minute. Do you know uh, what Matt's uh, best pickup line is? No, shut up. This is not true. This is what Andy thinks. I, I well, you, you know, we all know our lines, you know? Yeah. And I'm really, the uglier you are, the better you get at lines. And I've always shared my lines. I don't yeah. need to go through it here. His line? Ta da. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Ta-da. That's a what, what's yours? What is yours, Andy? <laughs> I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I don't have one. You don't no, have I, one? Already, I've been married 26 years. No, no, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Oh, that's a really cute dog. No, no, that's his. Seriously. Oh, you fucking kidding me. Yeah. Oh, you might as well say those are some nice puppies. You know what mine was my back in the day? My daughters are watching right now, uh, by the hey, way. Okay. My, mine was, back in the day, my, my mine was, uh, I, you know, I see a girl at the club or whatever, <laughs> the bar or whatever, yeah. and it'd be loud and shit, and, I, you know, I'd go, you want to dance? And she's like, she'd be like, eh, no, you know? <laughs> I mean, probably not like that, but she was like, no. And, and, she, and I'm like, what? I said, you look fat in those pants. <laughs> Do you think I wanted to dance with you? No, I said you look fat little pants. Fuck, loser. That's good. Oh shit! Did you use that one at spill? Remember? We oh fuck! We used to run that too. motherfucker, <laughs> dog. God damn! I was the brokest guy in that joint, <laughs> and I would I always know. buy I bottle there. service. I, was pretty broke I would buy bottle service, and I'd be broke as fuck for the rest of the week. I'm like, scripture, where you at? <laughs> Can I get in advance? <laughs> Oh, we all fuck. were. We were all on the. We'd go to Maloney's. <laughs> we'd go to Maloney's to, uh, before uh, we'd hit spill, and then fuck, man. Once you're at spill, oh damn! But um, I, I, this is one thing I want to know. So you guys been in business partners uh, for how long now? Fifteen. Yeah, yeah two thousand seven. Uh, okay, we had a two year hiatus from like two thousand fifteen to seventeen. But all right, so tell me a little bit about what what. What do you, what do you guys do? Like what what is the tell the audience what do you do? Residential finance. Okay, so what's that? So we 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 uh, help people achieve the American dream. We uh-huh. defend it and we promote the American dream, which is home ownership. That's where we it's at. It's, right. I mean, listen, if you don't own a home, your pathway to financial success is very limited. Very limited. Yeah, you got to have that uh Oh boy, it's hard. uh what's that E word? Uh, equity, equity. <laughs> got to get yeah, them right. ex- well, equity. Well, you know what? Actually, uh, you know, coming out of college in 2007, there was a recession, and so I was. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck am I going? Yeah, so I was I was working for nothing for Andy. You know, like I think eighteen hundred dollars a month. And you should be grateful. And he told me he's like, hey man, like this is the best thing. You know, you're gonna learn learn everything that you need to learn. Listen, fool, I fought three times in one night for a thousand bucks. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, I, I was still thinking, all right. Listen, you got yeah. two weeks of that right, motherfucker, right. and well, then you got, I got to get my ass whooped. Well, 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 don't get me wrong. At that time is when we started training with you guys, and is when Justin was like, dude, you should fight. And I was like, no, the money I'm making right now is way better. <laughs> way better. <laughs> yeah, 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 way better. Yeah, it was $1,800. I went to college for this shit, yeah, bro. Yeah, I got to yeah. pay student debt. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The advantage for me was that at 22 years old, I got to learn all the rules of uh, of buying houses, uh-huh. and uh, I didn't I didn't have a pot to piss in when I graduated. I'm from blue collar roots, and 
um, to learn those rules before you like, you know, finance a car and kind of do things that set you back with buying a house. It's just an order of operations. There's just a game. There's a, it's a game, you know? And you uh, went from lint to yeah. millions. Yeah. So I bought my first house. Millions. <laughs> yeah. And, and just because I knew, I knew the rules to the game and, and, yes. and, uh, I was able to, to leverage them. And clearly there's, there's always risk in everything, but home ownership is, uh, is the best way to build net worth because you got to live somewhere. You got to yep. pay, pay some, someone's housing bill. Yep. And, uh, and so when I got in, I got in early and the, the saying that I really like is, is it's not timing in the market. It's time in the market. You just got to own a home, you know, and not be forced to sell in a down market. And that's what, that's how you lose money in real estate. Yeah. That's the only way you lose money in real you, estate. You asked my wife, like, we have literally made money. Like, she loves buying houses yeah. because we've been, that's all the only way we make money because my broke ass don't make enough money. Yeah. Right? Like, it literally, it's so crazy. Like, like, you know, like right now, so you hear the talk of high interest rates right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Tell me, how's that affected your guys' business? Ooh, it's kind of like saying, how does uh, getting knocked out help your career? Yeah, it doesn't help. Not at all. Like, it's the worst possible. Interest rates have gone in the last 12 months, gone from the twos mm-hmm. to the sevens. Why is that? Because the American government prints a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, you know Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution. Do you know Article 1, Section 10? Not, if, Off if, the top of your head? Ten- Nothing but gold and silver will be used for the repayment of debt in these states. But in 1971, the Federal Reserve said, nah, I don't want to, we don't want to be the gold standard. We want to just print the money. And since 1971, the uh, amount of money circulating in dollars particularly has increased 100 fold. Okay. I mean, they have the, the dollar in 1979 is now worth three cents. Are you shitting me? No. I mean, and, and look at what's happened. It's it's destroyed the American dream. The average home in Denver is 700, 800,000. Yeah. And now you combine that. Now, it was almost manageable when interest rates are 2%. You know, you could buy a $700,000 house, you know, find a way to put 30 or 40,000 down, and you could, you know, two people working could, 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 could afford do that. a $3,000 yeah. payment. Yep. And a lot of people were doing it. Now that eight hundred thousand dollar house, you got to have eighty thousand, not forty thousand, and your payment is six grand, not three grand. Can you afford a six grand payment? Because I would never. No, I make never. a good living, but so it is disenfranchised. You know our entire population. So we are now at the end game, right? There's so much money floating out there, right? The government, you know, there's no checks and balances on what we spend. The American government has has never seen a war it don't like. It's printing money, $6 trillion over the COVID. Like our, our national debt increased by $6 trillion over the course of like three or four years. Like th- there are going to be consequences. Unfortunately, we're living right now in, a, in, in that moment in time. And, and it's very scary to be in that business and to see how many people are disenfranchised. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we don't know what's going to happen here. The Federal Reserve thinks it can fix a problem that it created. Well, good luck, you know, because yeah. the so genie's out what, of the bottle. That's why interest rates are going up. Uh, Andy is they're trying to repay correct. debt, which will never be. Well, and they're trying to stop this inflation animal that's out of control, right? Because, yeah. like, cost of living is, is going up and everything is costing more. And so they're increasing the interest rates to try to curb <laughs> that. But it takes time to have that 
um, you know, play out into the market. And, and, and it's, uh, it's tough because people are having to digest that and affordability issue is, is a big piece, but you know, the, the silver lining that I see in this is, um, you know, six months ago, there was no leverage in the buyer's position. And so my gosh, it was a, it was a seller market, right? And it still yes. is technically, but like six months ago, you, ha- uh, you had to bid $100,000 over asking, waive your appraisal contingency, raise your inspection contingency. Would you want to spend a million dollars on a house and waive inspecting the house? No. That's, what, no. that's what people were doing, yeah. right? Yeah, fuck and like, that. It's, 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 it's wild to think about. Um, but now, right now, our, uh, the prices are coming back down because affordability, of course, and people are taking a pause. And there's mo- and all these people selling their houses are like shit. We thought we were gonna get you know hundred thousand dollars over, and yep. now we just gotta sell it for listing. There's a house right down the road. Yeah, yeah, right so down the road. Like, I, I, so if you're I, a buyer, two years ago, a year ago, yeah. they would have got their millions, two millions, what yeah. they were asking for. Yeah. They ain't get two shit. million. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that that would be a twenty thousand dollar payment right now. Uh, so that's scary. What's gonna happen, Luke? I don't know. You tell me. You know, I I know my fucking broke ass ain't moving. Yeah, you know what I mean. All of us. It works for us because we're we're homeowners. That's that's great. But you know what I I tell people uh, when they uh, brag about how much money they're they're making with their house, and I get it. We all like to look at Zillow and see how much yeah, our yeah, value's yeah. gone. He's at the top of that list. But yeah. Yeah. He brings in his. My wife is there too. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, what is this? We bought that for that. We're millionaires. Yeah. We're millionaires. What are we gonna do with it, right? Yeah. But but here's the thing: when when you're, you know what uh, is typical around the world for generations that uh, of people that can't buy, you know what they end up doing. They end up burning cities and stuff, you know. When oh, yeah. there's a lot of angry people out there, and you throw on that they can't achieve the American dream, well, guess what they're gonna do? You know, yeah. they're gonna just burn that motherfucker down, yeah. right? That's that's uh, what drives me. You know, we we are sort of the last line of defense between people that are trying to achieve the dream and can, you know. And it's it's scary sometimes. It's disappointing when you can't help somebody. Hey, you just don't make enough money, right? Try to tell someone, hey, you really need about. You need typically about 30 grand to buy a house. You know, can you get in for less? Sure, right? But the average person is going to need 30 grand. Are there ways to do it for less? Yeah, I'm just talking generally, right? So it's tough. It's really tough, man. And uh, if you own a home, you're really lucky and you shouldn't sell it. You hold on to it. I think the single family home is is uh, going to go vis-a-vis the dodo bird like they just not building single family homes anymore they're vertical right i think single family homes will be like family heirlooms you know when your daughter is gone you know is a grandmother they're gonna say grandma how'd you get that house oh my mommy and daddy kept it in the family i inherited well, you know, the that's how it is in europe that, yeah that andy always used to tell me is in europe you know it's like do you buy buy you know home in london no 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 homes are for can sale you buy a farm in switzerland right. no no you inherited it right and I, that's not what america is about to me america is about having nothing like the kid next to me lint in his pocket yeah. and being able to build real estate me. portfolio yeah. Yeah. you myself well, and that's why we're passionate about it because i'm telling you we've helped a lot of people establish home ownership young single mothers young men and women that are just like hey like i didn't i didn't know i could buy a house and sure enough, you can, right? Yeah. And, and there's always risk in everything, right? Like you're you're spending money and you're buying, you know, an asset, but it's an appreciating asset, yeah. you know, and, and over time it appreciates. And and, uh, and there's another advantage that, that most people look, look past or they're not maybe fully aware of how big of an advantage it is. And it is that you can write off 
the interest that you're paying yeah. on your home. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when interest rates go up, well, that's sucks, you know, for the homeowner because they're paying Fuck a little yeah, higher, right? Yeah. But at the end of the at the end of the year, you can write off that interest. Yeah. So like my buddy who is in like the highest tax bracket and he's buying like a four million dollar house. I told him like, hey man, finance the max up to seven fifty because you're like probably in like the fifty percent tax bracket. So really that seven percent interest rate is like three and a half percent interest rate because you get half of your money back at the end of the year. I'd like to have a buddy that's buying a four million dollar house. You know what you are know, all my more, buddies are more in jail. money, more money, more problems. More I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But you know what? This guy, I mean, like he he and his family work very hard six days a week ever since I've known him, you know. Yeah. And like that work ethic is uh something that's also passed down and also um, you know, really, really um important with wealth preservation. And uh that's why they're in the position to do that. Um, but you know, um oh my god, dude, the guy is every time he calls me twice a week and um He's always hustling. He's always looking at different business opportunities. I mean, you know, we, when you said that, you know, Gaethje's always in the gym. Yeah. And this guy's always working, always thinking business. He, he and his wife don't have kids. They don't have don't plan to have kids. <laughs> so it's like that. But you want to know the basic thing that you were just mentioning? Why are homes going up so much? Yeah. Why? Why? You know, it's great when you own a home and it goes up, but you got to dig deeper into it, the equation. Why? And the reason is very simple. Because... Homes are valued in dollars, and the government is printing dollars by the billions and trillions. But you can't print houses. You can't print houses like the government can print money. This is the scary thing, right? It's, there's a lot of millionaires out there now because real estate has gone up so much in value. The, when I was a kid, if you were a millionaire, you were it. You were yeah. because you you earned it. Like you owned a successful business, you had employees. Nowadays, it's like, oh, I'm a millionaire. Why is that? Oh, because I've owned a single family house for yeah a generation. Yeah. Well, that's not the same millionaire as what I grew up, and it's all distortion. I was thinking of, of uh, Ducktales. What's that guy? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scrooge. When, Scrooge yeah, yeah, when you fucking think millionaires, you think of fucking Scrooge, right? But yeah. now it's just like. Okay, yeah. same thing with us, you know. We've, you know, my wife does the Zillow thing and looks at like where we're at and shit. Cool, we have made this much money, but where the fuck are we gonna move to? You can't not, nothing. You can't. Where are we gonna move to? Where were you? Yeah, I mean, you could. We want to stay up here. We want to stay up here, right? Yeah. So now we're gonna fucking even double our our, our appointment because yeah. we want yeah. something bigger and better and uh, more acreage or whatever. No, can't do it, dude. No, no fucking way. No. Yeah. You know, no fucking way. It's just, it's crazy. So I guess, um, you know, where, where, what does the guy do? Like, what is he, what is... Uh, well, here's what I, here, here's my suggestion. Here's, I'm, I'm clearly biased because I've only been in this industry ever since I'm 22. But it, it, it's helped out my life so much where I just like... You're welcome. It, it costs nothing. <laughs> it costs nothing to, to see what you can do as far as buying a house, right? And it's, you know, I, I think of the analogy. It's like if, if I wanted to come in and like win a fight, Right. I can I can train with you, an expert, and you can tell me like like I could be like Andy, you know, and shit, I'm getting ready for Matt. You know, I'm going to go five times this week to get right. Matt, right? right. Like, be prepared for what you're doing. Right. And it's naive to think that, oh, I just watched a YouTube video I heard on online advertisement and I know I got to get the lowest interest rate. Like, 
Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, right? Like, all things equal. Yeah. Lowest interest rate. Yeah, we, we get it. You're not, you're not Einstein, right? Yeah. But, like, when it comes to how you finance a property, there is so much strategy involved, so much, to where it's like, why, why wouldn't you call us and say, hey, let's get this strategy together? Who, you don't have to pull the trigger. You don't have to go. You don't even yeah. have to go in there. Our, our time is free. You know? Yeah. And it's like, we only get paid when you close on the deal. Yeah. And so it's like, I just don't understand where it's like, Hey, if I could go to Luke and get all this training and, and Luke doesn't get paid unless I actually fight. Yeah. You know, like right. that's a good deal. Sometimes. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hey, that, that probably is yeah, the case is in, some, in some cases. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, that's, that's my recommendation to people. If you don't own a home or even if you do own a home, right, there's a strategy involved in like what, how you can leverage your house. And, uh, and how you can buy your house. For instance, I bought my house at, at 25. I still live in the house. Uh, but it, it became my catalyst to buy all my investment properties. I own the uh, office space that we work out of. because All because I know the rules. Yeah. And I, 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 I positioned my credit profile in a very specific way. And it's not brain surgery. If you know the rules and you can be like, oh, all I need to do is do that. And I feel like most blue collar people maybe uh, think in their head like this dream of home ownership. They see the headlines and they're like, it's just so far out of reach, right? Why don't you just at least get your strategy together? I mean, at least like, okay, maybe I need to save an extra 20 grand. Or at least you know exactly what you need to do. Yeah, you got to have, so you got to have, yeah. Right. And and it's it's incredible what happens when you give people a plan to execute. Where they can own their own home, man. Like, look at this place that you guys have, right? Yeah. Like, home ownership, and especially during COVID, I think we all saw how important home ownership is. Because the government can say, oh, you can't go into your office. You can't go into public areas. They can't tell you not to do whatever you want. Yeah. You want to do at your own private home. Yeah. So there's a lot of value. It there. saved me. Of course, you know, I did what I wanted to do. But I had an archery range out back, you know. I can yeah. fucking do whatever the fuck I had this place in here. You know what I mean? Like I did what I had to do in here, but, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's crazy. But you know, that being said, like what does a guy have to do to even come in? There? Are they worried about, you know, getting their credit? Uh, you Most know, cause people, that was, a, yeah. that was a hard part for me yeah. was, I'm going to tell you right now, when I met my wife, she, she took care of she it. goes, she goes, before we get married, you're paying your taxes. You're talking to a guy that, didn't pay my taxes for four years. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> I thought I, I was scared. I thought I was gonna go to prison because totally. I didn't pay fucking taxes, right? right? Yeah. But later, no one cares. I was like, I was not like I was making millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. You just had to file them. Yeah, I would have made money. So yeah. when she said that to you, how long did it take you to get it done? Shit, right away. <laughs> I took, <laughs> dude. I had boxes of shoe boxes of receipts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. took it. I went to H and R Block, and the guy looked at me. He goes the fuck are these? I said, these are write-offs. <laughs> he goes, what the fuck do you do? I said, I'm a fighter. Okay, do you have all your pay stubs and everything? And I was like, yeah, I got this. Here's this. Here's the box for this. What I made. You know. Uh, yeah. it, it, I would have I literally made money yeah. if I would have just filed instead of me paying them. But, you know, I, I was dumb and young. All I cared about is... Fighting you know. pussy fucking. Oh, and you thought you were gonna go uh, to jail, pussy. right? Like you had this in your head, like I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. it was, it was, it was. I was not a grown up. I'm still not a grown up. Hey, you know what? One still thing not you, a, a guy up. can do to buy a house. Seriously, most of our client, a lot of our clients are single women, mm-hmm. 
And the reason I think is because they don't have egos as much as men. They, they're willing to come in and like get the blueprint. Yeah, they want guys know. are too egotistical. They don't want to reveal oh, oh, how much do I money or I make or yeah, what yeah. do I have That's in the, the bank and, well, and because they it's, feel it's like a they security. Should yeah, know. they feel like they should already know these answers. They don't yeah. want to look stupid by being like, "Hey, what's an escrow account? Well, how do taxes and insurance work when you buy a yeah. house?" I don't know that because I've never done this before. Like, there should be no ego in that because it's like, "Hey, walking into a fight gym, it's like, hey, I've never thrown a punch before." Like. How, how do I do this? You know, yeah. you, have to, you have to have a certain amount of humility to accept the coaching, but we're here, we're the experts, and we've done this our entire, my, since I was 22 years old. And you can come up with strat, a really good strategy to help people establish that home ownership. And, and uh, they, they can, there are certain things, like the whole credit thing, like it's going to hurt my credit. It's such a, an old wives' tale, if you ask me. Like, yes, there's a hard credit pull that happens. But we actually have the ability to help you with your credit after we get your credit report. Yeah. You know, even more, way exponentially more than a hard pull would hit you. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, why? I think that was probably like my, my, the scary thing is like, oh man, I know I had student loan debt. I got this. I got yeah. that. I'm fucking got dentist bills. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I was a broke ass fighter. Yeah. I mean, you guys know, yeah. you know, I, I didn't go to you guys. You know what I did? I found me a nice white woman, yeah. good credit. Yeah, yeah. And I was man. like, I was like, damn, that's how I'm gonna do it. Well, can I no. just tell you something? No, for real though. Seriously, <laughs> poverty is a disease. It's and it starts in the mental, man. Yeah, right. I guarantee so, you. You know what tendency is that when uh, you have a mental disease, you can't keep a job. You can't be sober, and you definitely don't have a fucking wife. Yeah. Okay? So if you're trying to, like, look and do some self-assessment, right? Because to me, like, when you're spiritually healthy, typically you're financially healthy. So some guy out there is wondering, okay, well, how do I become a millionaire? Yeah. You know? Because everybody wants to be a millionaire. Let me tell you. First of all, you, you got to check your mental health. Okay? Yeah. That means are you sober? Okay, because yeah. don't come to me trying to buy a house if you can't fix your sobriety. Yeah. Right. So let's say, you, okay, I'm sober. Okay, great. Baby steps here. That's awesome. Now, by the way, when I say be sober, in this society, bro, we're yeah. cutting out seventy percent of the guys. Okay, yeah. and thirty percent of the ladies. Okay, so if you're sober, then the next thing I say is, do you have a job? Yeah. Okay. Now, here's the thing about having a job. It's one thing to have a job. It's the next thing to keep it. That's okay? what I was saying. So, okay, so let's say, we'll just go through this test together, okay? Number one, are you sober? Yes, I am. Raise your hand. Okay, number two, have you had a job and kept that job for a year? Okay, that's it, all right? Then the next step is, like, do you have the, um, uh, what is the word, humility and the intellectual curiosity to ask a professional, right? Like, if you're sick, you go to the doctor. Like, if you want to buy a home, you've got to go to a, a professional who will lay out that plan, right? So I would say that any guy who can keep a job and can stay sober and actually, to be honest, maintain a relationship. You know what? The odds of you being financially successful increase exponentially if you're married, right? Because there's a certain amount of character that's involved. You have yeah. to be unselfish reliable you can't be a piece of shit and stay married most of the time right yeah. so when we think about you know home ownership and i'm here's me waxing philosophical right it's about you know it's improving yourself spiritually too right keep a job have a relationship right be sober seek counsel 
Like, it can be done, no matter what the circumstances. You know, you can put a manufactured home on a piece of land for $120,000, and you can still do that here in Colorado. Does it take work? Does it take a job? Does it yes. take sobriety? Those are all those things. This guy next to me, right next to me, like, literally had nothing, and now he is a multimillionaire. His net worth exceeds mine, and I, I got a pretty nice net worth. You know what? And it all started with, guess what? He got sober, he kept a job, he got into a relationship, and he t he sought counsel. It, it, it didn't take brain surgery, right? Like, and so we would just encourage any of your listeners out there, you know, sober up and give us a call, man, and we will put you on the path towards home ownership and and spiritual growth. You know? If 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 uh, being sober is something you need, you need to do, man, I'm sure I'm sure you got viewers that uh, you know <laughs> are, are fine. In Shit, that, that takes out all your viewers. Yeah. Man. Fuck, <laughs> sorry guys. Okay. <laughs> Find a white woman, good credit. Yeah. Go with Plan B. The white woman, and she's a nurse, preferably. Uh, yeah. She goes to college. Yeah, she went to school, grad school. God. She good. No, no, Luke, you married well, buddy. Oh, I did. What's that saying? Uh, you outputted your coverage. Yeah, we yeah. know that. I know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, here's the thing with the with the whole thing is, um, it is it's crazy how life works. Um, None of us you, have been divorced. Yeah, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> not, not, You're the not, closest not, one. Not. You're the closest one. <laughs> hey, Jonathan. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know, spiritual growth, man. We're all homeowners. We're all sober most of the time. You guys don't strike me as addicts. Uh, if I did cocaine one time, I would be an addict. Okay. Yeah. I think I would. Yeah. Just because yeah. I'm a, I, I, I like uppers. Hey, can I tell you a funny story about Matt here? So we're in a business partnership. <laughs> oh, okay. great. Now listen to me. Wonderful. Now there's many, many, um, aspects of running a business. Okay. You got to be good with numbers and you got to be con uh, consistent and you got to know the loan programs, but guess what else you got to do? You got to go out and schmooze. Yeah. You know, you got to go out and play golf and you got to drink with people and party. Yeah. And we came to a, a crossroads about two years ago. And I, you know, basically, no, it wasn't two years, maybe it was like five years ago. Like, hey, Matt, listen, buddy, somebody's got to take one for the team. Somebody's got to go to the strip clubs. Somebody's got to party. Somebody's got to go out golf and do all that shit. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. And Matt at the time was like, oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah. I can go out and schmooze, and you know, I can, I can play. This guy's a this yeah. guy's a clubber on the on the on the golf course, man. Woo. You like to play golf? Oh, he yeah. can. Uh, he can drive. I it. mean, hey, if I'm going to be working, I mean, I'd rather be doing it on the golf course. But he yeah. came yeah. back. So, but then he just like last year, he's like, Andy, we got to we got to revisit this thing. I can't drink no more. I can't party. I don't want to smoke and drink and go to the golf course. You're like, I want your office job. You know, you come in here and you takes a whole. It may mean you got like a. A two-year-old daughter, and you got you're married, you know, and it's like, God I, damn it, man! No sleep, with, nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm joking with people. Like, man, in my twenties, this would have been my dream, you know. Just yeah. like, just yeah. going to happy hours, going to you know restaurants, eating good food, going golfing, you know, like yeah. it takes out, work, right? But it's losing like, takes work, you know. I'm it's like you. it's like now nah, you're you're just not going out there and being like, okay, I'm just gonna you know play golf and I'm out here for me. It's like you got to be on, you got to be finding those opportunities to you know make the relationships and have the right conversations and. And, uh, yeah, it definitely takes work. And, uh, and, and we had that conversation this year cause like it was, it, no it was a Wednesday, like at 6 PM and I'm like hammered and I'm leaving I'm drinking this the real estate agents. They like to drink. I'm uh -huh. leaving this real estate agent's house and they're like giving me shit. Like, Oh, <laughs> Matt going the home early. And in my head, I'm like, if I don't fucking leave right now, I'm going to black out. 
Yeah. You know, like they're yeah. going hard, man. Yeah. And I can't drink as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah cuz it takes yeah. uh 3 days to recover now, too. Oh, dude, and then the next day I'm like show up at the office and then he's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. But I've still got to work. I still got to I still yeah. got to do it, it's you know. Tough. It's I know. It's oh, age. Yeah. It's age. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, dude. I dude, I do this once a week. They're like, "Hey, we do two a week." I'm like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I'm I want to do a coffee one in the morning then, motherfuckers. I'm yeah. not doing this yeah. shit. Yeah. I can't. Like yeah. I, there's there's podcasts now where I'm just like pretend to drink because I can't do it no more, yeah, dude. I want water instead of my six beer, man. You do just have water, dude. <laughs> Hell no, there ain't no water in this beer. Well, speaking of, I think it was a pretty easy decision though when it came down to that because Andy's not a drinker. You know, he might you know have present himself like he can hang, but I'm outing you right now because we went to uh, we were you know right in that same time we went to Buffalo Wild Wings for lunch and he's like Matt's like I love that place yeah man yeah. and he and Andy's like. Hey Matt, what uh, what is Patron? I've never. I, I, keep, <laughs> I, keep, I keep hearing about Petroni? this thing called Patron, and I'm like, oh, it's tequila. We should get a shot of it, so you know what it is. And so we got a shot of, t- of Patron at lunch, right? And so we just cheers, and I'm thinking we're going back to the office. I had to drive us back to the office because Andy was so fucked up after that one shot of Patron. Was, I was like, That's the last Jesus. sip of hard alcohol I've had, and that's probably been six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, so good when it, you, came, man. When it came you. down to who's going to take the drinks and like do it that, you. I mean. Somebody's you know. got to pop on that bong. So, yeah. Take those shots, you know? <laughs> well, here's Somebody's. the thing. Here's the thing. So now you got you. Got you. you got you. Yeah. You need to find another young sidekick. But we're working. We got them. We got them in the. We got the third string, the fourth string, the fifth string. We got seven people on our team. Do you guys really? Yeah. Because for a long yes, time sir. it was just you guys yeah, for that's right. Yeah. It was. Good for you guys. I man. know seven of us, yeah. and it's uh, it's pretty fun, man. Pretty fun to have seven seven people, uh, and he's now taking the lead on mentoring. And it's <laughs> I hear him the other day. God damn it, Jared! If I ever see you print something on eight and a half by eleven that should have been eight for you, get the fuck out of here, right, okay? You know. Okay, because we don't play that shit. Right. Coffee is for oh, is fucking that? closers, okay? baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See these keys? I drive a fucking three fifty. What do you right. drive? A Hyundai. That's okay. Right. He's fucking meaner than I am. Oh fuck! Uh, well, he kind of got you. It's a hey, it's a tough know, game hey, out there you know now. What? Huh? Like I, I truly believe this. Where it's like I I don't like being mean. Actually, like my nature. Like when I when I was in high school, our our wrestling coach, one of our wrestling coaches, he's. I mean, I love him. I love him. He's uh, he was my high school wrestling co- or he's my little league wrestling coach when he was in high school, and he's one eyed Waddy, and he's like just this wild man, and he fought for a while. And he, uh, he's a trainer at Armbrust Pro Gym. And he told me, he's like, <laughs> it's my senior year of high school. He's like, you're not mean enough to be a state champion. Just flat out. Yeah. And he was right. I look back at that and I'm like, I didn't, you know, like you have to have this certain fucking like. Yeah. Killer instinct. You yeah, got to be a yeah. fucking. And you know what? Like I, I liked winning and I like, but there was this aspect of like wanting a little bit of them to be in pain, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and it was good because. Waddy taught me tough love. He told me that flat out, you know, like you're yeah. just not mean enough. And, uh, and that, that is the, that was the truth. And he, cause he knew my goal was to be the state champion. I didn't get to that goal because I was probably not mean. Yeah. And, uh, and so in, you know, in our careers, like these people are, are like, they are single moms. They have, you know, um, dependent father-in-laws living with them. Like they are take their breadwinners of their family and I can't tell them what they want to hear. Like, I have to, like, it's not like what I want to do necessarily, but I got to, I know I have to tell them, you either do this 
or you're going to fail. Yeah. Like I know, all right. I know for a fact, and I'm here with you. I will do it with you. I will show you how to do it. I'll be that dog. Cause guess what? I'm not above doing anything I tell you to do. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta show up and you have to have the ownership in your own mind. Like, Hey, no one's going to hold my hand. No one's going to be my daddy in this situation. Yeah. And, uh, and not a lot of people have that. I don't know. Have that. I, I mean, and I also heard him say, Hey, Mr. Clint, who's that guy in the corner office? That old dude. Never mind. Matt says, never mind. You'll, you'll meet him when the time is right. right. For now, I'm your daddy. Okay. Right. I'm the half okay. here. Okay. Right. You'll meet that. You'll meet the godfather Maybe. when it's time. Maybe. Maybe. If you're be lucky. Time, you know. In the meantime, focus. But if he yells at you, you better thank him. Because <laughs> he cares about you. But, you know, I mean, hey, you know. No, I don't give a fuck about them. I only care about my business partner. They're all, fuck them. I'm too old. I can't. Do, I trained them. I, I got one. And then and he can take it from here, man. I'm going to be sailing off into the sunset soon. No, I mean five years, ten years. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll he's see. Not, dude, I actually joke around with him because there's there's something about Andy where if you have a deal, like he – like there's, he will always work, man. Like because I remember no, being poor, bro. There's I no remember. lazy streak in Andy. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. It really. When sucks, you have man. that hunger in you, you know, you never, it never leaves you. And so, I, Andy yeah. won't won't retire, bro. I here's the thing. Here's the thing about being poor and being somewhat having some money, like because. I'm not nowhere rich or anything. But well, we're secure. We're I, secure. I I just know about what it's like to be fucking poor broke and it fucking sucks and my work ethic has always been good like always good but at the same time i've always had a job where it reflects on my work ethic yeah oh which, of course which yeah. which sucks because i i, I mean don't get me wrong i could go to a uh let's go to a, let's go to let's just say i was educated Enough yeah. to do your guys' job. Yeah, I would come in. You guys hired me. Yeah. I would bust my ass and do it. Yep. Would I be happy? Probably not. Right? No. I wouldn't. That's not me. My my, the way I am is I've always been a entrepreneur type deal. Like I want to be my boss. Not saying that you can't be the man because you guys have proven it yourself that you guys have done it. I'm just saying I literally could not go to. Let's say I'm in office to, for 25 straight years. I can't you do could, it. I'm doing it. I can't do it. Yeah, it's tough. It I could not do you. that. It does wear on you because I'll tell you, I, uh, I, I see you out, you know, in nature and hunting and stuff. And there's, there's, uh, there's that in. It's all a price of to us. pay for that, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a price for the bit, and, and it's not just financially. It's my family life. It's uh, uh, time away from my kids. Time, my wife's like, oh fuck, my who's gonna watch my kids? Her mom has to come in here. It's just, it, there's a lot more um, <laughs> headache comes with, oh, the limelight that you see on Instagram, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. people, like, everybody's like, oh, you're out doing this and doing this. My wife says, you know, tomorrow I leave to go to Nebraska for yeah. a whitetail hunt, you know? Um, I kind of played this one off nice, though. <laughs> I, uh, my birthday's coming up November 30th, yeah. right? Yeah. And, uh. How old are you? Oh, 42. I'll be 42 wow. on November 30th. Nice. Happy and, birthday. Yeah. yeah, thanks. And uh, she's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I said, honestly, can I go hunt in Nebraska? <laughs> but you had already had a plan. 
<laughs> I mean, I was going either way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just being nice. Like, you know, I, when you're married, it's all about delivery. You know, right? here's and the which battle you it is, fight. you know, it's just like, how am I going to pick this fight, right? And I was like, you know, you and your mom, you know, always yeah. give me some, you know, yeah. gifts that are yeah. awesome. Yeah. But if she could come watch the kids while I go on, that would, it's that's a great you. birthday present. Yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. She's like, so you want your birthday present to be time away from us? <laughs> well, I didn't think about it like that, but I got to go on. You ain't go with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm going, right? right. And uh, But it, it, here, here's the thing with it. Uh, you know, this whole podcast, she's like, she comes in here and she sees, you know, this sign, this sign and everything uh, on the wall. And she's like, you know, your, your, your personality, your, your, your jive gets you the sponsorship. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe so, whatever. And I get a lot of listeners listen to this and blah, 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 and this and that. But you're telling me that I get six hour because I'm just going to talk about their product? I got to fucking use the product, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to use this bow. I got to go out and use it and, and, and do it, you know what I mean? Like, these companies are going to continue to work with me if I don't fucking use it. So she said, oh, yeah, you're going on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm on a podcast yeah. every day yeah. doing it. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, my job is a vacation. Well, you know, it is. I mean, I love my job. Yeah. yeah. I love it. it this but job it's still work. Me. It's still hustle. You're still, you still make the sacrifices like you're I do what about, I wanted right? to do. Yeah. yeah. It's taken me almost 40 years to figure out what I want to do in yeah. life. Yeah. And I don't even know if this is what I really want to do there for the rest of my life. I don't know. Yeah. How long is this going to last? Until they're like, damn, I'm tired of listening to this dumb fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know how long it yeah. could fall off fucking six Dude, months from now. Never. Are you kidding me, bro? Like, everybody loves it. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I'm going to ride this bitch out to the wheels fall off. There's one thing <laughs> I know about Luke Cardillo. You've always, you've always held court in the, in the groups, in the. I don't know. I just found out something I'm really good at. Hey. Talking shit, talking to my buddies, <laughs> no. yeah. drinking. I'm a man's man. You're pretty damn good at fucking fighting and killing things yeah. and shooting things and doing podcasts and smoking cigars. I mean, you're one of the last men's men out right. there. I don't know. And I, don't forget. I am the clit commander. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. Don't forget about that one there, dog. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Damn. Uh, but that's what I'm saying is like it, it, it's been a... Uh, a roller coaster get here. I've had, I mean, you got to look back. I met Skinny Cody when I met you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I met this guy, and now look at, I met, he's my right-hand man. Well, uh, you no, know? I picked the wrong one. I should have been hanging out with Andrew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You should have been going Damn to that it. bathroom. Damn it. Yeah, should have been me taking those showers. Yeah, that's right. Hundreds of trips to that bathroom uh, with me. Hundreds. You know what I mean? He really is like. <laughs> obviously, he's a multi-millionaire. You no, done fucked a, up. He's not a. Fuck he just up. took my advice and did it. Like, and he's smart. He's smart, oh, he's, right. he's smart though. He took advice. That's what he's I'm talking about. You guys are smart. talking about giving advice and how to get to that next level. Yeah. Well, and here's what and, he told me. He said. Uh, he said, "Hey, if you learn how to do everything I do within two years, you'll be making six figures." And I was young enough and and hard nosed enough. He didn't believe to, me though. He kind of did, but no, was I like, believed ah, him. I believed him. Oh yeah, I believed him. I dude. I, I was working Christmas Eves. I was working so many hours. Damn, night. he was like a Scrooge, huh? 
Dude, like, you know what? There was, uh, it was, it he was, wasn't married and he didn't have kids, so he yeah. better be working Christmas Eve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? It, like, yeah, the phone was ringing. So, you know what? When the salmon runs going, you got to fucking be out Put there. Put the hook you in know? the water. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it was a good lesson and to learn how to hustle and to, to learn how to, you know, make those sacrifices that you need to. And, you know, I don't think a lot of the, the, the group that I went to college with actually learned those sacrifices. They, they still, still felt entitled to those, those, you know, I guess boundaries. And while that's fine, you, you make your sacrifices, but it costs you in your, in your career if you're not willing to, you know, um, put in those extra, extra hours to, right. to gain the ground because someone is. And, and I learned that. And, and Andy was always showing up too. He was there Christmas Eve too, wrapping presents like literally at 9 p.m. So he set a good example and we hustled. And, and uh, yeah, I had just had to learn what he, he could do. And he, gave me that opportunity but hey i had to do it <laughs> you know you can lead a horse to water and uh and and the analogy that andy was using with some of these hires that we did have that that didn't really pan out it's like we, we're leading the water and we're like shoving their head down into the water you can't make them and and it's still amazing amazing yeah. like hard work is actually a very rare uh quality to possess to be a genuine yeah hard I, worker. I think it's more today's society though yeah, we're so, we're a bunch of soft motherfuckers today. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the testosterone level in men is going down because of the food we eat and the lifestyle we live. Uh, it, there ain't it, no it, more Luke Cadillos out there in the, uh, the, in it, the millennial it, crowd. Are there? Uh, Tell me there uh, are, man. You're, uh, you're rolling a different crowd. Probably I roll. There. I roll in a different crowd. I do. But here's the thing: I also live away from all that crowd, right? The soy boys. You'd have to. You have to talk to these guys here and ask them. How many times do you see people out playing in the front yard anymore? How many times do you yeah. see kids play? That's where it was at. That's where I got tough. Yeah. My older brother fucking got me in fights with fucking, I was yeah. a fucking fourth grader fucking fighting sixth grader, seventh grader, junior high kids, yeah. had armpit hair. I didn't know what the fuck armpit hair was. I'm out there fucking fighting and my mouth getting beat up. I'm like, you're the fucking older than him. Why am I fighting this motherfucker? You know what I mean? Oh, you wrestled. Fuck it. This ain't a wrestling match. Dude, dude. You know, I don't, I didn't, you know, I don't know. I, you know, it, today I want to say that I hope to God that there's enough, um, men out there that are raising their kids, uh, like I, like, like me and my wife are. I don't see a lot of them. I really don't. I hope, I hope it changes, man. I, well, I really yeah, do. Yeah, there's going to, there's, there's. Well, let me share it's with you because I've got twin 18-year-old daughters. They're twins now, and they're 18? They just turned 18 on November 7th. Taking and Instagram photos on motorcycles. Easy. Oh, my easy. God, dude. I'm not ready for that. I know, but listen to me. They both, hey, we have a crisis here. Like, these guys. Dude, they were us. fucking seven years old. Oh, even yeah. three. They were three, bro. No, bro. They were three. Oh, my God, dude. The last time I seen them, they were fucking trick-or-treating. Oh, younger even. I mean, dude, they were like in a bassinet when I first met you. Yeah, they were really young, three, and now they're eighteen. Oh. It happens like this. The point it would st stick into the subject, though. I mean, they I, have they're smart. You, you lost they're me at eighteen. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, um, you know, it's awkward having the talk with them too. I you bet know, it is. I'm like, hey, listen, the way that your mother got her, you know, got me to fall in love with her is she was sweet and kind, but she was an animal in the bedroom. Okay, I got to be honest. Like, she was sexually hot. She was a smoke show. I mean, she was a five foot eleven tall blonde, and she just, <laughs> whew, she took care of me. And it's awkward for them. 
But I'm telling I'm telling this to my daughters, yeah. okay? Because and I'm trying to make it light, but there's yeah. a message here that like, hey, sexuality is normal and healthy in a safe environment. Now go on and find a boyfriend, <laughs> and you're like, daddy, these guys want to play, um, you know, video games. They don't uh, want to ask us out on a date. Do you realize that my daughters? I think that they're very pretty, very smart, attractive, yeah. and, and, and guys don't ask them out anymore. That doesn't happen. That's crazy. Remember back in the day, I uh, would take a, a girl out every weekend. Yeah. Or try to, yeah, at least. Definitely. You know, I mean, you know me. <laughs> the point is uh, that yeah. that's lost on this generation. I'm witnessing really? it firsthand. They're totally disenfranchised. That's and crazy. I know. And uh, she's yeah. n- now one of them is resol- resolved to dating like guys that are in their 30s. And she's oh, 18. Uh, Dad, I need a guy minimum 27. Like, wow. <laughs> hey, hey wow. Man, you got that ad, bro? <laughs> me up. Has she heard of the hard 75? <laughs> yeah, serious. Don't box me, Eddie, please. <laughs> yeah. Just joking. Yeah. Don't hurt me. Hey, no, I can't. Listen, this I want to be hunt. happy. He knows but, how to provide. Hey, you but you could say, hey, me and your dad got a lot in common. We fought on the same car <laughs> 15 years ago. Listen. Listen, I was six. I was six when it happened. I remember you were crying. <laughs> you were in the fucking corner crying over there in the corner. <laughs> the funny thing is I'm like trying to tell him, hey, this is what you want. You know, obviously you want your the ideal boyfriend to be intelligent and strong. And she's like tall. I'm like, right. And intelligent. She's like, I don't need him to be intelligent. I'm like, why is that? Well, we learned in biology that the intelligence chromosome comes from the female side. So as long as I'm smart, I can I can marry a dumb motherfucker as long as he's cute. And what? Hot. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is. The female chromosome is most closely relating to the. I I'll vouch for that because my kids are fucking smart, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like they can read good. My my daughter can read shit. She's like, Dad, what's that word at? And I'm like, Fuck, I don't know. Okay. And she's like, Hold on, oh, I got it. <laughs> You want to count to five again? No. <laughs> the woman just needs you to have it's a It's called house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck. Dude, I'm telling you, dude, when COVID yeah. hit, yeah. when COVID hit, they shut the, they shut the school down, yeah. and I had to do in-home house. Oh, yeah. Trey, because I'm the one, I'm dad. This is right? what you said. Hey, baby, listen, daddy can't read, but I got a high sperm count, and that's listen, all that matters. I said, listen, no. motherfucker, I may not know how to read or write, but I can fight. <laughs> And your mama's happy. Oh, I can yeah. promise okay. you that. Yeah. And that's bro, true. bro, speaking of your fighting, uh, I mean, I feel like I got to I, I gotta ask you a couple questions that have always been burning, man. Because uh, when I first looked up your record, you were one of I your fights. I was fight, just going to ask this. One of your fights, actually, was one of my favorite fights. You remember when you fought that Batista? Was it Batista? What was his last name? Evangelista? Or something like that. Yeah, in uh, Strikeforce. Yeah, yeah, Billy Evangelista. Wow, that was dude, a fight. Billy, one yeah. of the Strike fucking Force. best fights I've ever seen, man. Like, yeah. oh my God, dude. That was like. That was a Colorado fight here in uh, really? Strikeforce. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. And, uh, and also, um, one of the guys that you beat on, like, just earlier in your career, amateur fighter, he wrestled at my high school. And he was a senior when I was in eighth grade. He mm-hmm. was an undefeated uh, state champion his senior year. And he's like a legend to me. You know, uh-huh. His name was Vern Baca. And you destroyed him, I guess. Oh, like, Vern Baca. Yeah, yeah, I knocked yeah. his teeth out, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember For, It was uh, a fight, uh, ring of fire fight. Uh, fucking little tank, dude. He was a tank. Dude, I, I remember he he looked like Robbie Lawler when Robbie yep, Lawler was younger. Yep, you yep, know? yeah. He was a yeah. tank in... Uh, I, he was a badass wrestler, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hit him with an elbow so fucking hard. Oh, I my took, God. Well, he was the wrestler, and he kept on taking me down, right, trying to take me down. And yeah. 
you know, so he would take me down. I would stuff, or he would try to take me down. I would stuff it. You were a wrestler too. Yeah, yeah, and I would snatch him, and then he would pull guard because he was, you know, my jujitsu was never near it. Probably because I think he was training with gum was, at the yeah. time. And Nate, Mar- I remember like Nate and all them were all with him. Uh, this is where I was coming from, Nebraska. I was fighting up here, fighting these car out, out of gas, fighting up here in altitude. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was crazy. So I had to get it done. Yeah. So I would come in here and I would just be like, okay, I got two rounds. I'm going to fucking let it all out, right? Entertaining fighter. And I would just fucking just just try to fucking just hurt them, hurt them so, so bad. So you his teeth out with an elbow? Yeah. Even with a mouthpiece in it? Oh, yeah. Oof, that is nasty. And, um, I think that was like, because I don't think he fought much after that. No, I fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucked I him up. And like, guess what? Like I went when you off. lose your teeth in a fight. But he, in his defense, oh, he was tough and he was oh, good. Oh, tough, dude. Uh, yeah. What you was know, your pro record? Man, I don't even know anymore. It, like was, it was it was pretty even. 30 it was pretty even total. It, they so sure dog has it as they they don't have all my fights, but I think it was like uh uh twenty, um, which I know it was like twenty three and 15 i think is what ideally is what i how many fights i took i think i mean and then i had like nine kickbox muay thai kickboxing oh, uh, records 50 professional fights uh, i had five uh hook and shoot fights in indiana what's uh, hook and shoot so hook and shoot is um where you just stand up and your knees can't hit the ground but you can take them it's like greco-roman wrestling and you just fight you can't go to the ground but you can just, it was cool, man. It was, it was what I didn't know. It was NHB, what we called it back in the day. NHB, no holds bar. Yeah. And uh, three fights in one night. Is that you yeah, I, I did. Uh, I fought for uh, Victory Fighting. Uh, um, I was a, I, I, fucking, I was a champion for in you know, Kelsowitz, Iowa, yeah. for I don't know how long, but um, it was always me and Alonzo Martinez uh, <laughs> battling out, dude. That fucking dude was. <laughs> He fighting a bare knuckle fight uh, tonight, I think, or tomorrow. Is he really? uh, back there? And this is a kid that would be in the UFC when I would have fought too, and he probably would have done better than me. He just had the mentality. But check this out: he got shot in the head with the twenty-two, and it bounced around, and it's still in his head, and then they won't clear him to fight, and he lived, and you know, they shot. still, yeah. Just because the bullet's still in his head, they won't. Yeah, fight. that's why he has never fought on a major card because he can't pass medicals. And uh, how do they even know the bullets in his head, dude? I don't know. Scan? Is there anything? What's that? Scanning? Uh, you know, they you got to get CT scans, CAT scans now, and you know you got to get do a oh, lot man, of medical work to bad. fight. I'm sorry, sir. I was always scared when I fought, dude. I always fought like when I first started getting in fight, like, like you know, if I fucked around this one bitch from the bar, you know, or whatever. And this is like my early career, you know, and I was like, oh, man, I ain't fucking fuck, I ain't fucking with this rubber, you know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to get a fucking tested for HIV, hepatitis B. <laughs> to fight, to fight, yeah. Dude, yeah. I would go and I would be like, dude, what if I get te- what if I get HIV? Oh shit! You know, like that's just my my head yeah. always talking. Like, what if what if I get this? I'm gonna what am I gonna do? Run away? <laughs> Nobody knows me. I gotta go away. <laughs> I gotta go. What happened? To I gotta go. I gotta go away. <laughs> or do I just kill myself or what? Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like that was always the craziest. Is it safe thing. to say that you had a guardian angel that oh, you would get man. through what you've been through, bro, and 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 still be uh, alive and and relatively functioning? 
on a high level. Where I'm at today. Is it your Catholic roots, man? I, dude, I'm the telling you right now. I don't know what it is, but I'm thankful for them, whatever man, it is. You because it. where I'm at today, I would have never, ever picture myself there when I first met you guys. If you would have asked me, hey, guys. 15 years from now. 20 years from now, 15 years from now. We're going to sit across from the table and we're going to reminisce about this shit. And guess what? We're going to be happy. Yes. Yeah. And all you know what I mean? We're like, gonna we're going to be fucking, we're hey, going to be all right. Jail. We're not in jail. Well, I mean, we, we you know, it's, uh, it's crazy on what life does and like what people, where, where we cross paths at. Like, I always say, like, things happen for a reason, right? Like, uh, even like uh, today, like our conversation, like, I, I, I had with Cody today on the phone. I, um, I went I went deer hunting in my my deer spot before this, and all I could think about is like what's going on with you know Cody and um, this and that. And I'm just like, you know, at the at the end of the day, I'm like, none of that fucking matters. None of it. Like, what matters to me is is how he's doing. That's it. Like, all you all I can do is just be like, listen, yeah, listen, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's time. To fucking move, move on. Let's get it. You know, let's go. Let's yeah. go conquer another fucking shit. Let's get on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, my whole deal is, I will always fucking take things with a grain of salt. Yeah, I will take advice from you. I will take advice from you, and I will fucking listen to everybody. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I got to make the decision, right? Yeah. You got to make the decision. Right. You got to make the decision. My whole deal is like I would not be here today if I didn't have the great people in my life that I've still today, today, fifteen years ago, we met. Yep. And I, I can still talk to you like Little we never met. You we gave ha- us your card, man. We, we haven't missed it. a beat. No, it's like it, it was like it was yesterday. Yeah. We how many times would we go lift weights together? And, and hundreds. You would. This guy would literally pay me to bullshit with him. And lift weights with him. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, and then we go fight in the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I'd hit pat, whole pat for him. I, yeah. This was my job. I'm getting paid for this. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm gonna hang out yeah. with this guy and talk. And yeah. he'd be the highlight of my day. Well, you know and, what and, I mean? and hey, we we kind of phrased it earlier, like like I was the sucker. You know, I would always get so excited when I get that call. I I knew I knew he was training. I mm-hmm. knew he was ready. You know, I know. But I'm like, are you kidding me? I get a bullshit with Luke and, and Andy for a little while. And get in like, the gym, going there. Get, put on the gloves, and you know what? Maybe maybe take a shot or two, and like, yeah. feel that adrenaline, feel that heartbeat, feel feel uh, what it's like to be alive. You know, and like, you know, that's that was my favorite part about those times is that like there was always this fear in me. You know, driving to sparring. You know, oh. and it's like, ah, turn around, turn around. You know, are you feeling okay? <laughs> but then it's I'm, like you, you, you close off, you, you tell that, that shit in your mind to go away and then leaving the sparring, I'll be like bleeding and black guy. Best thing ever. And I'm like singing and I'm like to the radio and shit. I and survive. I'm like, this, alive. Survive. Alive. this is like, the, I feel the best I've ever felt yep. at that point, you know? And I feel like a lot of people uh, need to go through that because, you know, they've been afraid to go through that. And it's like, just get, you're going to be so proud of yourself and those endorphins and like, you're still going to be alive on the other side of that. I mean, yep. this guy was sparring <laughs> just to gate you. Are you kidding me? Pat Barry, the fact that he was doing that to me is, is, is just amazing that he, uh, he, but he put in the work and he, uh, he, uh, overcame his fear every single time yeah. he showed up. Yeah. There was, there's two things that just brought to my attention on this whole thing, which you just said one Saturday sparring, 
Tuesday sparring was the hardest sparring for us. Like, uh, I would I would get more like vomit in my mouth, like wanting to puke before driving there to sparring. Like, I would think, how can I miss sparring session today? Right? Like, you can't really just miss it. Partners down, man. Right? And I would get more sick and more fucking scared. I was scared to fucking shit to fucking spar five rounds with new guys, the guys that were in my gym. Then I would go fucking fight. I would do when I go fight. I would be on and I don't give a fuck. I'm off kill this motherfucker, right? Like I, like it was hard for me to get up for fights, but for sparring, oh fuck, dude, yeah, it was the scariest fucking feeling I've ever had. I cannot, I cannot mimic the feeling to this day. The only mimic I, I would say that I, the fear of what I have right now, the only fear that ever gets in my head is me not seeing my kids grow old you know what i mean like that's a fear for me yeah uh something happens to my wife god forbid anything like that that's the only fear like i get really like but every week every week for fucking 14 years i fought yeah Every week. The gauntlet. Yeah. I would fucking piss my... I would just hate it. I mean, I would go around the block a couple times thinking, ah, I should just go home. Swear to God. Yeah. And and when they had the guest fighters come in, oh. and you they would they would always make you go with them, you know. Like, oh, dude, you went with every. every hey, John week. Jones is here for the week. Uh, okay, why don't you uh, go ahead and uh, you know, dude? I I remember I had to go fucking back to back rounds with Clay Glida one time, and I was like, dude, this guy's a monster, like cardio <laughs> tank for oh I was like, I gotta knock this motherfucker oh out. So I I fucked him up. The you first did? round hard. You mean it's sparring session? Yeah, like I beat him up yeah. hard. Like, oh, yeah. he's done. And he goes to me. He goes, "Let's go another round." And I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I was gonna go grab Gaethje or something and let lay on me. <laughs> hey, can I tell? I want to tell you a story. One time I sparred Gaethje, uh, and I, 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 I don't know. He, he, he would, he would, you know, laugh at me basically. But there was one time in the many, many years there that I did have a nice little, like a, you know, three minute round with him, and uh-huh. I felt so good. I got him with the jab a couple of times. I would say that maybe I even won that round, and I, I immediately took a beeline and and went. All the way across the gym was the size of a basketball court, and I didn't look at anyone. And as soon as I won a ding, I went all the way to the other. And I didn't look at anyone, and I moved as far away because we were kind of always rotating, right? Yeah, yeah. I went all the way. I climbed into the boxing ring, even. Okay, I'm done. And then someone else came in, and I'm like, yes. And then all of a sudden, my worst nightmare came true. Gaethje was sitting there at the ring, and he told the other guy, get out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And all of a sudden, I'm fucking in the boxing ring with fucking Gaethje. So now you got nowhere to and, run. And he's fucking... He's kind of pissed. Oh yeah, he's kind of pissed. Yeah. And there's, I'm looking around at, and it ding. And, oh fuck! And I actually tapped out, man. He hit me with an uppercut. And dude, let me tell you something. You know how many people he's hit with that fucking uppercut? Oh, no. oh dude, he 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 knocked it so hard, knocked my mouthpiece out, and then he slipped another one in and caught me underneath. I'm just telling. You, I actually tapped out. 
that's the only time I was like, I'm done. I'm done. And then he smiled. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I'm not done now. How scary that is, man. He followed you. Oh, well, I didn't even know, but he was following me. Yeah, he was like, I ain't going to let you go. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking funny. I tell people in the bar, man, I took a round from Gaethje. Yeah, you're such a fucking loser. Yeah. Oh, I did, man. Once he followed me, nobody believes me. Yeah. But it happened one time. Yeah. Well, now people will know. Yeah, of course, I was 6'3", 240, and he was, you know, 155. Yeah, I think Andy's at the door right now. (laughs) 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 That's funny. I I, Honestly, like, here's the thing, man. When when it all comes down to it is, um, you know, I appreciate appreciate, uh, friendship, you know, in life. uh, When you find somebody, when you meet somebody, I mean, obviously, you're pretty good in First impressions, I think, Andy. Uh, you knew this guy, you interviewed him, and now look at him. You you did that. Yeah, yeah. You hired a guy like Salas. You hired a guy like me. Yeah. And now look at us. We're still around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, We're all you know, uh, good attitudes. Uh, Everyone has good attitudes. I, I'm just saying, um, you know, I think today people need to appreciate uh, a true friendship. Versus uh, acquaintances or status. I think status is more of a a real word today is because, like, do people hang out with people or friends with people because of their status, following, or, you know, what's he going to get me or what's he going to do? Like, you know, that was the cool thing. That was the cool thing about when we all met each other. Well, I mean, maybe there was MySpace. (laughs) You know what I mean? Back <laughs> yeah, there. You know what I mean? Like, as far as yeah, the platform. I had a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Me, too. I had a razor yeah. shit. But, but took pictures, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, but, like, here, like, today, I think uh, people get caught up on, like, you know, I'll roll with him because he got so many followings or he could get me this or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm far beyond that whole deal because I don't give a fuck. And I think that's kind of why um, my circle has been like smaller and smaller because um, I've realized I, the only circle I need is my family. Realistically, as you I get mean, older, time becomes more valuable and you're not willing to just give it away to yeah. any schmuck. When you're well, young, you give it away to everybody. Uh, as you get older, you realize, Hey man, like, and I don't know how it happens, but I don't have as much time for strangers anymore yeah. because the relationships that I do have are so precious to yeah. me. Right. Yeah. And, uh, whew, I just don't have time to waste on people that, and you also can see through so much more, you know, been as you get older. Head, yeah, you do. You just kind of, you, you know, who. And when, I guess, I guess when I say family, it, 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 you'll, people know who I'm talking about. It's the people that I see on a way, on an everyday basis. Uh, people that, uh, I drive to, to go see them or people that, Hey, shoot me a text. It doesn't matter if it's about anything. Yeah. And if I reply back, Guess what? You're my dog. You know that. I got you. That's right. You know, people in this room right now, I promise you this right now, if you guys, uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, you need to be bailed out or fucking go knock down a fucking front door to fucking something happen, I'm there. Can you make sure to program my cell phone, my new cell phone number in? (laughs) (laughs) Who dis? Uh Hey, who dis? I got you now. I did. I did. Okay. Uh, Luke Adillo is Andy Scripter. 
right, well, you know, it, it is. Who's what it this? Is. But you know oh. what? Hey, Luke, though, that like, that is something that I don't have a doubt about because, you know, that first time when you were <laughs> picked up some random stranger on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that, that's who you are. And you know what? Hey, you know, as you get older. I, well, I, I, right I, away, I thought you were gay. So I was like, ah, maybe I get a dauber. <laughs> <laughs> I was a groomer. He's, he's desperate. I was a groomer. I got her right where I, I wanted him right now. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No, I was. I, like, here's the thing. Like honestly, like I said, like I, I would do anything for you. I would do anything for you. I'd do anything for Cody, Tomas. You know, you know the boys that we know uh, that that been here. And I, you know, when, when when you reached out and called me, I was like, dude. I'd love to have to bullshit with you across the pocket. Like Dude, that was Tuesday, you, and we're here you, right now. You don't yeah. have to have status. You don't have to have fucking a big following. Like, here's the thing with me is I enjoy the people that I enjoy. And guess what, man? I hope being on this podcast l- get you some people here in Colorado area to come see you. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I honestly, man, like you guys are doing great for yourself already, but. I'm telling you right now, I would not be here without you guys from the LA Balkan days. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling you that right yeah, now. That's true. I we would were. not be the I would not be the person I am today because without you guys being there and uh I don't know. Maybe Oof. this is just me uh saying thank you. Uh you know, I, I honestly Thank you, Luke. I, yeah, it's reciprocal, bro. Like I'll tell you, um, Andy and I's uh, uh, business partnership—you know, business partnership—has <laughs> uh, has been incredible because of the the brotherhood, and and you know what? Because shit, we we've made each other bleed. You know, we've gotten unlike it's an unbelievable bond and brotherhood that you can establish when you get in the ring with each other and you see what each other's made of and. And 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 you're not sugarcoating it for us, and you're nope. you're helping us get better, and and we're working hard, you know. And and you see you see uh, when you see that in somebody, I mean, that's a that's a bond, man. That's that's forever. So like that, I attribute that those boxing times, like that that training, to our uh, our business and why it's flourished so well is because there's nothing that breaks Andy and I because we've gone through that together and we know what each other are made of. We have gone through some shit. I I mean, running a small business is, uh, man, it ain't for the faint of heart, man. You know, you got people that that steal from you and lie to you and companies that lie and steal and cheat. And it's always nice to have a business partner. Like if you can have a business partner, it's hard, man. It's hard to find a business partner. Then people ask me, okay, why, you know, why Colette? Right. Why? That's a fair question. Yeah. And I would say the number one reason is, is because he will never steal from me, cheat yeah. or lie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he's smart and he's hard worker. And, and so, but like that, it, just that tiny little thing, like that you can trust somebody. You can't get that. You nowadays. know, no. trust. I mean, this is like, uh, this is a big deal. Uh, anyway, it is, it, 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 that's, that's, that's true though, Andy, because. You know, we were talking about like, oh, how many Luke Dillos are out there these days? Well, it, it's just not about that. It's all about how many people can you fucking really rely on? How many people can you rely on yeah. nowadays? Mm-hmm. And rely on to tell you the truth when you need it is is an important thing because I feel like this day and age of social media and just fluffing each other up, it's like, God, it's such a... Uh, I think a setback in evolution. It is. Know? It is, and it isn't because I'm in. I'm in a. I'm in a. Um, I don't even know a fine line. How do you say it? Uh, 
because I need it and I'd rather not have it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. I mean, I need it to drive my my podcast. I need right. it to drive the companies. I need it to, you know, show my numbers. Numbers don't lie, right? Numbers right. don't lie. Yep. So when I say, hey, how, how's the podcast numbers doing? I'm like, so I just export the numbers, show them yeah. what's going on this week. Yeah. Here you go. Show me your Field and Stream magazine numbers. <laughs> How much you pay for that, motherfucker? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're paying for the... Uh, you know, I, I don't even want to get into it because I had an argument about it last week with a company um, that I work, I've work. i been working with for a long time, and I don't know I don't know where, where it's going to go, but I, I just... I, I put my foot down, and I said, listen... My numbers are killing it. Either you, either you're in or you're out. Right. right. I'm tired of fucking uh, you guys fucking piggybacking and not doing shit for me. You got to have that conversation. Sometimes you just got to have oh, that yeah. walking with Jesus moment. <laughs> and guess what? It is what it is. When it, at the end of the day, oh, guess what? Yeah. If it ain't you, it's gonna be somebody else. Because yeah. guess what? When I show numbers and I do this, you guys see numbers. You guys know numbers. Yeah. When I do it, and it ain't show friendship. Take it, you know it's show I mean? business. Here's the thing, man. That that's the problem with this whole thing. I'm such a loyal fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm such a loyal dude. I've been with these people for so fucking long. And it you know, always, they it expect, always works out. It always works out. I know, hope. Here's 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 one of the um mantras that I live by. You know, time solves everything. Time is the arbiter of truth, right? And so whenever you're in a difficult situation and you're trying to make the right decision, I say buy for time because usually the decision is made for you, right? And just in life in general. So don't be always too quick. Sometimes like a general on a battlefield has to make a quick decision. Yes. But oftentimes, you know, maybe you want to play, do the slow play and let the decision be made for you. Typically in life, the decision is made for you if you put yourself in a position to buy for enough time to protect yourself and the decision is always, eventually comes out. So don't be so quick. I, I always say that the things that you see coming, they never they never are the things that hurt you. It's the thing that you don't see coming. Oh. So if you're stressing about it already, well, then you already know that ain't the thing that's going to get you. The things that have got me are the things I never saw coming. Right? Yeah. And like so, a knockout. Good advice. Yeah. Like yeah. A, so remember, if, you, if you're stressed about it, it's probably not the thing. Like my daughters, you, you my business partner, we, all of us, we stress about things. But I'm telling you, those aren't the things to worry about. Right? It's the thing you don't see coming. It gets you. So you're stressed about something like, hey, bide for time, and it will work out. Listen, in business, you only want win-wins, right? You don't want a win-loss or a lose-lose. And so win-wins are the best business relationship. So, so you just play for that, and if it's not a win-win, then you don't want it. Like, I don't want to do a loan for somebody uh, that it doesn't benefit them, right? That's that. That's just like bad karma, right? Like I want to be able to walk around my neighborhood and and meet people in the grocery store that I did business with years ago, right? Good. You don't do a, a good business because, uh, or I should say, ethics. Ethics is not just uh, the right thing to do. It's good business, right? And so in life, you know, look for the win-wins and be the first one to exit a relationship if, if it's not working, right? right? I tell, I'm the first person to tell a client, hey, there's nothing that I want more than this million-dollar transaction that pays me 10 grand in commission, but this is not the right transaction for you. So you got to stop. 
You cannot do this loan. You cannot buy this house. And, and I have gone through great lengths to tell people not to do something. And that, that's the right thing. Guess what? They'll refer me, their cousins and their friends. I'm still getting loans from people I said no to years ago, right? Honesty. So remember that. Oh, Honest. yeah. It's just good business. Honesty is good business. And win-wins. Well, it goes back to something that, um, you know, Andy was always somebody that would tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, right? Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of and the people in those positions, like, want to, there's a lot of people that are going to tell them what they want to hear. But Andy cares. We care about our clients. And we're not going to tell them what, what they want to hear. We're going to tell them what they need to hear. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what they rely on us for. That's what we're the experts for. And just like, just like if you're training a fighter, right? Yeah. And you're like, he's like, hey, can I get in there and fight this guy? And he's not ready. You yeah. know, or you could be like, yeah, you're going to kick his ass, you know, and you're just going to serve him yeah, up to just no. get destroyed. No. I think, like, the, I think the proof is in between rounds of a fight. What? Like, you believe in your fighter this much, but, like, listen, motherfucker, you're losing this fucking <laughs> yeah. fight. I need to knock out. I think, what, what was that? The Izzy fight was a perfect. Yeah, that's what he said, yeah. I oh, think the yeah. the perfect fight was the corner, him, man. Yeah, you're, said, yeah. you're down three rounds. You're down three rounds. You don't knock him out, you lose. And you need said, to knock him out. And you, that's it. what he said, right? So, yeah. To done. me. Everybody be asking me like, damn, Luke, you beat Snyder and shoot off? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I beat Aaron. But this time, I can't take all the credit because I have literally have teamed up with No Limits Archery right here out of Denver, Colorado. I believe Phil has put some of the best guys in his shop to work on your equipment. Uh, guys like Jason and Bo, I think they're the best in the business if you ask me. Because when I drop off my bow, I feel like those guys are treating them like if it was their own. So, I mean, y'all seen what happened. I did beat Snyder. <laughs> but that being said, guys, while you're there, check out their pro shop. It is top notch. They have everything you need from all your archery supplies, from hunting camo and boots. I mean, they got it all. And while you're there, let's shoot because it's one of the biggest facilities here in the area, indoor and outdoor. Guys, check them out on the IG at No Limits uh, Archery and www.nolimitsarchery.com. Dude, that was the best advice best ever. Best advice you can get. And sometimes you just got to be fucking real That's right. with your people, right? Hey, Luke, you're the best corner. I mean, you are me. I never lost with you in my corner, ever. I'm well, you know, I never here, lost. Here's the thing. When I go out there... I'm paying your opponent a little money on the table now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, here's the thing, dude. When you go out to fight, you're going to war. I'm yeah. going to war with you. Yeah. I'm going, I'm, when I, here's the thing, dude. People don't understand this. And I'm not going to toot my own horn, but motherfuckers, and I, I say motherfuckers is because a lot of motherfuckers always ask me, hey, come and corner me. Come and corner me. <laughs> yeah. No, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, you I'm not gonna waste my Saturday night yeah. to go corner you to go yeah. get a limelight in front of a fucking TV. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. You didn't put time in with me. Yeah. For this fucking eight week camp. Yeah. Or you didn't fucking No, yeah. dude. I you I, I do I take I'm prideful. You know, when you go of to course. fight, yeah. I go to fight. Yeah. Like I you lose, guess what? I lose too, yeah. motherfucker. But I'm right next to you. Yeah. And I'm going to stand right next to you and take it. 
you know, on the chin, You know too. how they can honor you? Is by paying you, you know? <laughs> hey, you want me to corner? Honor me. This way, Instead of saying pay me, say honor me. Okay, I'll honor you. Okay, with $2,000. Okay. Here's the thing, man. I, that, that, that ship had sailed so long ago to me. I fucking just know better now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, no. Okay, well, like, I got to talk about you, Corner and Gaethje, and some of those, I mean, literally uh, millions of people watching mm-hmm. pay-per-view, and you're in the corner with him. You know, just say what it, you tell know, us what it's like. You know, the coolest thing was, though, like, it wasn't even about cool, uh, cornering him, this, yeah. the, you know, all these fights. I, that's cool. This last fucking pay-per-view fight, right? Yeah. Which he, one? he was out in New York with yeah. uh, the fight. Right, oh, yeah, and yeah. the pay per view, and he did a commercial with them, and they showed me on it. Yeah, and usually my kids watch it with my yeah. wife, right? When they're because yeah. I'm There's there daddy. with their daddy, and I see yeah. it from a a video <laughs> point, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and they're like, "Yay, dad!" You know, oh, Marcus is punching. Yeah. It's 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 just fucking Everything. makes me alive, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I I always see it through a. A video, right? right like, yeah. like I said, I didn't have a. I I usually have a bunch of people here watching fights and this and that. The last fight, maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. Everybody's gone. <laughs> My daughter, Marcus, Marcus is here. He was there. That's the I'm, best. I'm right here. That's the best. We're watching the fights right here, and that commercial okay. comes on. I had no idea, right? And we're watching Justin. Boom, 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 and they show me. Dude, my kids fucking flipped the fuck out when they saw me you on were TV. On the TV, yeah, they were. I was on the commercial, oh. and to me, dude, I could, I could not. Uh, I wanted to cry, dude. Like I was like so proud of it, <laughs> bro. The journey. I mean, how when did twenty five years? How when did you start? I fight? dude, I fought. Uh, I fought fourteen years professional. Well, fourteen years period. And, uh, and that journey is unbelievable. It, it's not, but I got. You know, I, here's the thing. Does, does Gaethje need me? No. Maybe I don't think he does, you know. But to have me on something like that was, it was cool Yeah, for but me. you're good grounding for him, though, yeah. you know, with all the flashy lights and stuff. That I don't know. I'd like to. If I I'm his bodyguard, know, motherfucker. If, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm ever in that UFC, you're going to be in my corner for damn sure. But anyways, hey, yeah, it was I, cool. That part, like, corner and Gaethje. There's a lot of perks. There's a lot of fucking. Um, tell us the perks, man. Tell us some perks. The perks fun, is, I mean, it's stuff. not like. I, you know, I, I, why do people ask me, like, why do I like hunting so much? You know, I, I like the challenge of me trying to kill something with a bow. That's why I like bow hunting and rifle hunting or whatever. I like the challenge of doing it. When I go out tonight, like tonight, I got amped up. I did because. I know the rut is kicking in, and I know I seen I pulled my trail cameras, pictures, and I saw bucks coming in, and I thought tonight was gonna be the night. I mean, when when I put on a fucking orange vest on and an orange hat on, shit's going down. I'm I'm ready yes. for it to come on, right? Yeah, I'm gonna shoot it with the gun tonight. I'm I got a I got a Colorado tag that I got a still rifle tag. In Nebraska, I got a bow tag, so I got to be a little closer, and I got to do it. That shit gets me pumped up. Yeah. Right? It gets me. um, It gets me pumped up. And and this reminds me of what I got to talk about. Um, 
Because we went that's, from Geechee to yeah, killing so, things. Yeah, so that well, it all boils <laughs> out to the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He this remind this what reminds me of the whole thing is I hunt. I went to Arizona hunting with Geechee uh, a couple weeks ago, and riding back, and I'm on cloud nine. I'm pumped. I'm yeah. fucking stoked. I looked at him, and he looked at me. He's like, "Give me pound," you know, and he goes. Fucking fighting has fucked my life, dude. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> I did the same thing you did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, I did the same thing you did. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Fighting's done nothing yeah. but great for me. Yeah. And it's done nothing but good for you, you pussy. Yeah. You ain't working yeah. in the mine like all these other guys. Yeah, don't like, forget that, man. What are the you doing? Mine. He goes, No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I can't get the fucking mm. The fucking oh, like yeah. he when he killed his animal, yeah, yeah. He didn't get the adrenaline rush. He didn't get the. It'll come back to him though. Like right that's now, what I told him. Eventually, that's what I told him. I said, yeah. bro, when you go out to fight, my hair sticks up. Like, oh yeah. I just, when I took the yeah. animals live, that's my yeah. I got the perk. I, this yeah. is what I feel. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not as much as when you walk out. It's nuts because it, like yeah. it's electrifying when he walks out to a fucking. Oh. Fight, I mean. You got to realize, I walked the same walk this motherfucker walked yeah. in the UFC. Yeah, yeah. Right? I walked out on uh, the Prudential Center, sold out 70,000 people there. Who was headlining that one? Uh, Michael Bisping and um, Rashad Evans. Rashad uh, Evans, man, man. Yeah, that was those gloves right there. Um, so when I walked out, it was packed. And I felt fucking invincible. Like, I was like, Damn. I was more starstruck. I was like, Damn, no, this is shit. <laughs> I mean, you got to realize I went from the Broomfield Event Center. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To, to, you know. To the biggest stage. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy. And then. Uh, Gladiator, man. You know, so I, I missed it for a while. You know, I went out with Justin. Uh, when Justin fought on the McGregor card, that was a huge card. I felt that. Yeah. And then. um. You know, I uh, Matt Lopez, I, I, I cornered him a lot, you know, in the UFC, and I felt the same. Every time I go out there with fighters, I'm so attached to them, even with you. When we went, when we went out and walked fucking USA Boxing, I get attached. I'm yeah. I'm in it with you, brother. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Like, I know we're going to fuck these dudes up, yeah. period, you right? You way more than I did. And uh, when I, you know, Justin said, man, I just fighting fucked it up for me. He doesn't get it for me. I get that. But in time, like, I quit fighting for a while, you know, when you're yeah. fighting. Yeah. Like, this is what found me. Like, uh, like hunting's what saved me. Like, yeah. you know. You can tell, you know, I uh, I remember. I'm passionate you, about it now, you know. Yeah. I, this is my new love. I remember when you went all into it. And, uh, you know, I, I maybe you want love probably bring me bringing this up. But I remember you getting into the bow. Mm-hmm. and like competing in bow competitions mm-hmm. and you posted something that was like you you and maybe i'm misremembering this but you posted something that was like you missed the shot oh yeah and you were super embarrassed about it oh yeah but like That's, that the, happens but, but the fact <laughs> still that, today right but the fact that like um you you didn't let that stop you like, most people let that stuff stop you most most people don't don't take that step and and uh, did you? You probably still miss miss a few, but you know you you still probably could smoke. Oh, all those people I, I I don't. Here's the thing, dude. There's nothing 
that embarrassed me or I don't, I mean, when, you know, like I'm lucky enough. I surround myself with like some of the best of the best in the business, right? Like guys like Aaron Snyder that I go shooting with on a regular basis. Uh, and they they compare me of shooting him and he beats me <laughs> or whoever, even if it's Cody fighting me or, uh, uh, shooting bows against me, and he beats me. Dude, there's nothing that will embarrass me. Like, well, that's why you continue to get better, right? I, I, it's not even that. Like, here's the thing, dude. I'm, I don't. I'm not a guy that says like I was the expert at this. I wasn't even the expert at fighting. I know enough about fighting where I would trust his life in my hands. You know what I mean? He yeah. chose that, and I said, "Yep, I accept it," because I'm gonna coach him enough where. I know that he's going to fucking put damage on this guy and know how to protect himself. Yeah. Right? I knew it. Because when he... Here's the thing. When people don't realize when they coach, like, that person is involved in this guy's life. You have two twins. Yeah. You have a wife. You have a business. Yeah. Not only does that trickle down to your fucking... Your lifestyle. Oh, yeah. But when you started taking these fights, it it wasn't just about you dude it was about everybody else and when i when you find a coach that says i accept you i mean you got to look back uh ann perez there's another perfect example awesome lady right yeah she took she's doing great man i still see her to this day oh i go into her house she has purposes really bad i go to her house she doesn't leave she can drive I, i bring coffee two or three times a week really you do yeah Oh, she's a saint. Yeah. Um, it, the moral of the story is is when you do things, like be proud of doing things. Right. I'm proud of being your coach. Yeah. yeah. I was proud of being her coach. Yeah. I'm proud of fucking being just a coach. So there's, you know, levels of, of, yeah. of doing all of this, yeah. right? I'm proud of this podcast. I don't give a fuck. Sometimes I get bad slack for a minute. <laughs> I do. Why? Sometimes. Well, you know, you, you, oh, you're just a drunk or you, you, <laughs> uh, you just, all you talk about is fighting or beating people up or killing animals or this and that. Like you get the fucking PETA lovers, you know, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're going to do whatever. Be, you're going to have haters, right? Yeah. I love it. I, it means I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Here's the thing. I have gotten way more of, of a way better response on this show on anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy because people call me like, dude, I've had anywhere from, like, the ones that pop out the most are, like, uh, veterans. Veterans fucking, they're like, dude, I am had the worst fucking week, and I've, I'm not laying a lie to you, man. I've thought about popping myself. But you have fucking brought it back a different life. Give me joy back in my life. I feel like every week I know I can listen to your podcast. Yeah, you're real. And Luke. fucking have that camaraderie again. Like I'm sitting there having a drink with you. Yeah. Like they 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 love that. To me, yeah. fuck it, man. I'm I don't give a fuck if I lose every one of these sponsors. That's right. That's right. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, that's what uh, brings joy to me. Right. Hey, the internet does allow uh, to leverage, you know, the qualities that you have, Luke. Like, you're very uh, self-demeaning, but you are, and for those of you that don't know what that means, that means you can be hard on yourself, but, I mean, you you have a um, electricity about you, bro, and that's what drew me to you as a coach, 
by the way. Yeah, and it drives a lot that. of people. And uh, the gregariousness and the positivity, you're just wired that way. I think it's probably in your DNA. You don't just learn to be what you are. You know, very, very positive, very like a big heart, very loving. You know, you're very quick to embrace. Now, if someone, you know, interprets that wrong, you can fuck them up in yeah. many different yeah. ways, right? Well, I, but, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have the veterans, right? I'm, I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of fucking giving content out for them and they, they get it. You know what I mean? I've had guys that fucking work night shift and they're like, dude, this is the only thing that gets me insane in my job <laughs> until I get home to my family. And I'm like, what? You know, like, there's, there's just... Different avenue. Yeah, people real. people don't have, you know, the fucking nine to five or the luxury of me doing what yeah. I do. Yeah. Uh you know, and my wife, she listens to podcasts sometimes, hopefully not a lot because I say some <laughs> shit. Yeah. But she's a podcast listener on her drive to work, right? And that's what helps her get to work. Yeah. Like there's a podcast for everybody to listen to. Yeah. I'm just a podcast for some people. And well, yeah. This right. world's big, man, because yeah. there's a lot of motherfuckers listening to this podcast. <laughs> well, and you know what? Like, I'll, I'll tell you, I think right now in this time period, there's a, there's a special need for this podcast because, um, like you mentioned, the veterans and, and people that uh, have really just uh, given so much for this country and so much for the freedoms that we have and, uh, and the fact that they can tune in and feel a bond to you. Yeah. It's just so special, man, and uh, and right now, I think that is uh, is more rare. Yeah, well, uh, rarity is what's raw right now, right. and um, I'm gonna be honest with you. When I when I first launched this podcast, I probably knew fucking nothing about podcasting. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I got when I got the invoice from, I hit up a few people and I was like, hey, what do I need to get for this shit? And I look back at it, and I'm like, I should have done it. But I didn't know yeah. at the time that this was going to take off and do it. Yeah. My whole main thing was I try to be as real as possible every time I step on here and I record a podcast because there was a lot of times I, I would listen to podcasts, and I loved a lot of podcasts I, at first. When I first, what a podcast. I didn't know what podcasts were. There yeah. were conversations, right. and I was going to learn something from people, right? Right. It was great. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to tune in this podcast. I'm going to be an expert at this. Yeah. After a while, every podcast became the same podcast. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Everybody's fucking copying what's trending. Yeah. Right? And they just got old. I was like, I got done. I was like, fuck this. And then when COVID came and... I, I called a few people and I said, boom, boom. I mean, I remember the same conversation that I had with Cody over here. I said, Cody, man, I, I'm going to start a podcast. And Cody goes, what'd you say, Cody? <laughs> Who the fuck is going to listen to you talk? <laughs> and I said, who are you going to have your fucking buddies See, on that's here? a good friend right there. <laughs> it, it is. And I said, right. I said, man, I, I'm going to get some people on here. And I don't know. Because I, I, I didn't know. I really didn't know where it was going to go. I knew I had a few people, like a guy like Aaron Snyder, helped me out tremendously in the outdoor industry. Um, my buddy Alex Nestor, huge, huge, huge guy that helped me out um, to build my audience. And then next thing I knew, 
I just had to be real. I just had to talk. I don't have to pretend to be like this guy or the expert bow hunter or the expert gun guy. Fuck, dude. I'm not. I get fucking guys across the table from me that are expert at what they do. That's right. And guess what? The people that are across from me are the best guys that I like because you know what? You guys are real. You're real. People in my circle, they're real. And people that I, I – dude, I've had people hit me up all the time. They'll be like, hey, man, I want to be on your podcast. And I, and I and I check them out, and I'm like, you're a fucking fake bitch, or you're yeah. a fucking fake person, dude. I'm yeah. not. I'm not doing it. I can't sell a podcast. Out. With, have you done a podcast and thought, I fucking hate that guy? Who? No. Uh, have you don't no. have to name names. No. So okay, so you just pick people that you like, and I have never done a podcast. Uh, Cody, is there a person that you don't like? Anybody that I brought in? <laughs> hey, I'm not uh, asking you. I mean, you don't have to say now. names. Just, just N- Nestor. Yeah, Alex is <laughs> <laughs> Besides Alex. Yeah. Um, like, honestly, like, there's nobody uh, that's been across this table or in my uh, mobile unit. I don't know if you guys saw that. No. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, nice. yeah. You got a mobile unit? Yeah. Well, what's the criteria you use to invite someone? You know. Who's not doing anything tonight? Uh, <laughs> is that how we got you guys? <laughs> hey, man, y'all want to come out to Conference, Colorado? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, here's my deal, man. I. Instagram is probably my best friend on that whole deal is, you know, I use it to promote my product, right? I promote the show um, on Gladiators Unleashed and then GU Unfiltered, and they see it, right? People, I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, my downloads speak for themselves. Um, yeah. I, when I hit somebody up, they're usually like, ah, oh, <laughs> man. I don't drink. I'm like, please, you don't have to drink on the show. <laughs> like, it's a bad impression. Like, it is. Like, Wait, you know. They thought you were a drinking podcast? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not. Like, like so people are like, oh, okay. But but they're like, but I smoke weed, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, okay, well, you're right. Hey, whatever so, makes you comfortable. Yeah, that's you know, right. so That's here's true. the thing. Like, uh, when I reach out to people, they're like, yeah, 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 let's figure it out. Like, when the scheduling is the hardest part of everything between, you know, I gotta, I gotta be thankful for my crew getting here. You know, like, it's not like yeah, you did a nine to five. three to three I days did, notice. Yeah, I did this one pretty fast. Right. And, uh, I could have had one tomorrow too. I mean, uh-huh. and I just chirped down. Um, I gotta be thankful for them because they can fucking show up and help me out because I've done this shit by myself. It's hard. It sucks. Oh yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Can't I, imagine they're working this entire time. Man. Oh yeah, he's on his phone the whole time. <laughs> he's he's, hey, he's gotta, researching. He's researching. He's on Tinder over there. <laughs> he's showing it's called, off. It's he's called Grinder. I'm sorry, Grinder. It's called bad. networking, Luke. I'm networking. Dude, you got to show off that six pack while he's down. Uh, That's right. He does. He's looking Ooh, fucking. Really? He's looking like E Man, dog. I ain't gonna lie. Minus the muscles. Everyone else aged since that smoker 15 years ago. They're coming. Oh, I know, right? Six. Yeah, I was 24. I know, uh, know. I need to do it. I here's my deal, man. I do like I do like four days hard during the week, and then I have fun. <laughs> and then I'm yeah. like chicken wings, and French fries, oh, and. Man. I love food. I, I love do. Food, I love food. The three love, of us love food. I, I tell love you what. food, but I got to do it. Like I, I've been getting up, doing my cardio, and then I come in here and I wait, work out, lift wait. weights. You do cardio? I do. No, you don't. I do. I got elliptical. Wow. Got elliptical. Dude, Here's hunt, the thing. Hunting requires a lot of car- cardio. From yeah, but I, I do a lot of road hunting. 
<laughs> I want to ask you some questions on your hunting. What? So very few people live in an area where they can go outside and. Oh, hunt. I can shoot the biggest buck out of my my. Aren't you worried about sh- shooting a neighbor or something? No. <laughs> okay, listen. Uh, so, what would you say? You've lived here ten years now. Uh, eight, eight nine, eight years. And have you noticed that the population's more stupid? The same? What? Just no, a ton it's of animals it's grown. Ton of animals. Oh, you're talking about animals? I'm talking yeah. about people? No, I'm talking about. Animals Fuck, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there's, what? there's, like, your business is booming because the motherfuckers are buying up in here. Yeah. They're getting the fuck yeah. out of Denver. They're yeah. coming up here. Yeah. And they're they should, the zombie apocalypse I'm is one coming. Of them. I I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, get out of Denver. I No, don't get out of Denver. Go to <laughs> fucking stay in Denver. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> get a suburb. But the animals here. Yeah. Um, what are the, the bear, animals up the here? The bears here. Black bears. Black bears are, they, are, are crazy here. What do you mean? A lot so of many. Okay, what do they eat? Uh, trash cans. <laughs> Your trash. <laughs> and, Your trash. And, and so the bears are big, basically big raccoons. And how big are they around here? Oh, dude, I got some fucking 400 pounders here. Really? But big it, motherfuckers. No, no, you but make seriously, shit, you what bear. do they eat? Seriously. Berries. There's enough berries up here? No. And then they eat your dog and <laughs> no. cat and humans. Okay, so deer, bears, deer, deer. What kind of deer? I mean, uh, I'm a novice person. Uh, mule deer up here. Okay, and they're everywhere, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Well, they used to be until the Do they taste bears. good around here? Mule deer? Yeah. But what, Not are, bad. what do they eat? Um, You know, the grass, the pines here, and everything. Is there so a difference from Nebraska? With yes. Like, there is. Yeah, because it's better in Nebraska. Uh, yeah, it's better because they eat corn, corn the fed. corn, corn fed there. Yeah. That's why I'm stoked about leaving to go to go hunt whitetail. Okay, <laughs> wait, what else? Uh, turkey? Uh, yeah, there. I got turkey here. Yeah. And when you kill them, oh, uh, do you put them in a smoker here, or what do you? Do? Oh yeah, I got a smoker, and yeah, everything I kill, I honestly like. That's kind of like been my whole deal. Is like at, when I first started hunting, I used to just want to just kill anything. <laughs> I did. I just, I didn't give a fuck about eating it. Yeah. I did. I swear to God. Yeah. And then I ate my first elk. And then I was like, oh, this is I'm in. awesome. I can, I can, like, elk is the shit, dude. I'm telling you. And, uh. Um, big freezer here? Mm-hmm. A bear tastes good, yeah, too, right? Two of them, I think. Bear tastes good, too. Eh. Doesn't it? The best sausage I ever had was bear sausage. Yeah, the sausage, um. Breakfast sausage is really good. Um, you know, it, bear is different. It depends on what you get. Like around here, I don't know, man. They're dumpster eaters. Oh, uh-huh. they're dumpster eaters. So, question on that. Um, you got to realize, if I wanted to shoot a bear, all I would have to do is put one of Marcus's dirty diapers <laughs> outside of my fucking property. And that bear would be there fucking trying to mouth his dirty diaper and oh, down. It's fucking you're, you're unreal. Joking. I'm not joking. So they'll Ow. eat anything that's organic, including uh, kid shit. Dude, you want to talk organic as fuck? You're talking to kid that just eats <laughs> Cheetos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he dips his fingers in my wife's wine and in my Corona. Okay. Okay. All right. So we've covered a a mule deer, some elk. Yeah. Uh, elk is the best, man. Elk is the best. What else? So you you started uh, once you had elk. You you started hunting and uh, that's when I knew I wanted to, to eat. really kill an animal yeah. because I wanted to eat it yeah. right. And I've been around uh, a few places, a few states. Uh, I've been in you know different countries now to hunt. Um, New Zealand. Uh, I've hunted uh, stag, red stag out of there. Bomb food. Um, we just were recently went to Arizona, 
uh, hunted uh, um, coos deer. They're you like were, a white tail. You there, right? Yep. Yeah. They're what like do you a white tail. With all that meat, like what? You're talking about what? 150 pound deer. So a coos deer is way smaller than that. It was a Labrador type deal, and it's real small. Um, like 40, 60 pounds. What? I'm gonna say probably 50 pounds tops. How so much meat could you get out of that? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But how and much? 50. About 50 pounds. And and who butchers it? I did. And you know how to I do, do that? It. Yeah, I do it a year. That's why that, that thing is there. I hang it from there. Wow. Well, um, that was my next question is if you first started hunting with that. And then I got other companies it. that I work with. Like, I drop them down. Well, who taught you how to do that? Did you just figure it out? Cousins. Yeah. Uh, trial and error. Yeah, because I feel like YouTube. that's pretty, pretty... YouTube. Uh, YouTube can teach YouTube. you anything. Well, you man. know, I started getting in there uh, to try to f- figure that stuff out. Because actually, when you started getting big in the hunt, I'm like, dude, I got to start, like, at least start getting more in touch with my food, right? Yeah, because yeah, so it's huge, dude. It's huge, all right? And so I started fishing and, like, obviously, like, cleaning my fish, bringing it home. And then I was like, all right, Nick, what's next step here? All right, getting the birds. What's the next step? And then I was like, how do I, how do I clean these? animals like i don't yeah. know right yeah. and then i so i got on youtube and all the hunters that would actually put walkthroughs with it they it was like this weird demonetization thing where they like couldn't explain like for some reason really? how to do that and because youtube would fucking centralize right it, yeah. which to me i'm like wait a second we're actually yeah, like bullshit. taking away Fuck the YouTube, knowledge man. the knowledge bullshit. to help people actually prepare and uh, and process and harvest their own food yeah i like that's got to be i mean i may be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist but i'm like why would you why would you take that knowledge from yeah. people and that, that's that's it, something i wanted to yeah, learn yeah and that's just one platform, right? So there's tons of ways of of, of finding out because that's a, that's the cool thing about social media. All you got to do is look up, find somebody. It's evolving and reach evolving. out to reach out to that person. Right. Nine times out of ten, that person is going to come back and tell you, yeah. "Hey, check this video out," Here's or "Hey, I'll tell you how to do this," right. or you know, you're in a close enough circle where you know this guy or me myself. If I don't know, I'll lead you to somebody you know. Um, here, here's the thing on the whole thing, man. I say fucking try it. You know, I mean, my personally, like my whole deal on, on the whole animal deal is I have taken it to butcher places. I have great experience. I've had no, not such great experience. Um, me personally, I like doing it myself. I do. I really do. It's time consuming. Me and me and Cody, we did it. What we did those axis deer. The axis. Uh, those I believe those are better than any cow or any. So the steaks. Tell me, you get steaks. You get ground ground meat. Dude, ground you up. could do. We what do we do? We did uh, tomahawks. Yeah. Let's cook those mothers. Are they still here? Do you guys I have tomahawks? I looked in the freezer when I was house. Oh, it's the other freezer. Yeah, that one. Dude, I was gonna eat them all week long, and no. I couldn't. Find, I was like, no. oh, fucker. You fry them in a pan. You can. Uh, you can do that. Uh, smoke them. Uh, grill them. Dude, the tom. Dude. What's a tomahawk? So a tomahawk. It's, it's a, a type of steak. It's part of his backstrap. It's part so of the, it's, it's the best of part of the meat. The backstrap runs all the way down the so spine. So if you went to Shanahan's or or yeah. uh, fucking Alway's, yeah, it'd be two hundred some dollars steak. Yeah, really. Yeah, so you're cutting cutting a rib. Oh, with you the guys are making me hungry, man. You can't no. buy that at the grocery store. No, you can't because here's the thing: it's not it's not fed. It's not it's not. It's all organic as fuck, right? That's right. that's the that's where 
the hunters have the fucking upper hand on this whole thing. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, the grocery store and all these beams, like they're not ejecting the, the, the meat and with the different hormones of these cattle phase. I don't have a problem with it. Whatever. I will eat this, the cows. I love beef. I'm a Nebraska boy, dude. Right. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat beef. But the prices of beef is going the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. But so is my, so is my tags. My tags in Nebraska went up for a deer. How much? Another hundred dollars. How many deer per tag? So my archery tag went one deer. You only get. So I used to I used to get it for uh two hundred and nine dollars. Oh my god, what a joke! Right, I used to, but that was no problem. Out of state, out of state, right? That's out of state. No, in state would pay probably forty some bucks, right? Not bad. This year I paid three hundred ten dollars. And I'm like, God damn, it went up a hundred dollars. Cool. You that's what I like. Cause guess what? I know that's the purest, the yeah. the best, and I know what I'm getting out of that. That's right. Right? I know I'm gonna take that whole deer and I'm gonna bring it back here and I'm gonna get all my money's worth. You drive it from there to here? I'll eat, I'll cut it up, I'll I'll um do it there all in the field. Yeah. And put it in coolers and bring it back here. Wow. How many coolers? Uh, one 160 Yeti. Oh, big cooler. And I mean, your family can't eat that much meat. Oh, a year it will. In a year? Okay. Yeah, because I'm no elk killing motherfucker for another year. <laughs> if I had an elk, we'd be cool. But fuck, I'm going to have a Cody bring me some ground elk because uh, I ain't killing elk again. Why? Why? They're fucking the majestic animal, dude. You can't do it? I just can't do it. Not Why? with a bow. You gotta be There's- a real man. Bro, those, that's like one two hundred pounds of meat right there. Oh, it's way more than that. Yeah, it's no, way more than that. No, wait, 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 wait. After you, you kill way it. Way more than that. There's more than two hundred pounds of meat. How much? How much did you pack out, Cody? I don't know. Wait, when did you get one, Cody? Uh, he just got one. Yeah. Okay, wait. How big is where, the where elk? Where the you? elk is a thousand pounds in the oh, forest. It's that big? In the forest. I thought <laughs> I can't say, I that's can't like a moose. That. In a fuck no, a moose it's is way a bigger. Hunter's secret. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's over there by Amasia Creek. I just I'm I'm curious what that looks like because obviously I, I don't have much experience hunting so I'm like all right you get an elk tag, and you're pumped like is it a raffle or is everybody get one? No, you draw. So that's the problem with Colorado. Yeah. Every fucking buddy gets one. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. not everybody. It depends on the season because you have to draw. Bro, you have to draw bro, first season, bro. fourth season. You can go OTC. Everybody bro. can get OTC. Second and third season. Correct. How much is a tag? Fifty-seven, sixty-five, something like that. Oh, wow, and state enough. bucks, fifty something. I don't understand. Are you you're, fucking kidding me? You wouldn't pay fifty bucks. For a fucking oh, oh yes, easy, I would. Easy. I don't understand why you're not doing it. Oh, it's hard. They're hard. They're majestic as fuck, and I'm using this fucking. I don't know what majestic machine right is. here. What do you mean by majestic? It's like a unicorn, bro. I saw one elk the entire. They're rare. Week. She saw one elk the whole Shit, time he was running there. across C four seventy. I almost hit one on the way up here. <laughs> yeah, like, it's a place where you can't hunt. Dog. Oh, is that why? Uh, okay. okay, so well, that's, that's my second yeah. question. It's like, all right, you get this elk tag, and then it's like, all right, so you got to put it in certain areas, certain units where you can hunt over the counter. Private land, not private land. Got it. Even me, I so I have a spot where I lease for a year to hunt these animals, hunt animals, right? I they never money. go there. If you're in there, stay the so, fuck away from that so, plot. So there, there's a killer hanging one out there. One time, yeah. have I seen them the whole month? One time. Oh, and you got to get close to them. What's your kill range with a bow? Well, I have shot 87 <laughs> yards at an odd ram and killed I, it. Oh, really? Okay. You had to like no. make a trajectory. That's like a football field. It's pretty large. It's pretty long. It's pretty far. 
I but mean, an elk. You I'm like to. I'm like the Dusecki man's. When I pick Cody, him a bow, do you, do you, uh, I'll kill it. Bow hunt as well? Uh, a little bit. I, li- I like to so eat. So you have never killed <laughs> yeah, an elk. If it's elk, I'll, I'll go right. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I've killed elk. I've I've been a three, three the year dry spell. Could okay. you imagine? That's like to me to a hunter. That's like not getting new pussy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we remember the subject. We're not crossing, but we're going to talk about the elk. <laughs> so the elk is okay, a majestic animal. About, that's like not getting pussy ever again. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. Or not okay. seeing titties. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> you can't see no titties. That's like looking at a Sears catalog. So this is a sore subject for you. <laughs> it's horrible right now. Okay, hold on for a second. So is how that, long do you have to wait for the next season? When is next September. Season? A year. Next September? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, shit. when did it end? September. A, oh, year. Yeah, it's September 2nd to September 30th okay, for gotta, archery. Uh, so Archery's a month. Then it goes rifle. You get basically So yeah, for archery, you get a four week. Four seasons. Rifle. Yeah, oh that's wow, that's so much. So, does an elk die hard? Yeah. Like, yeah. How many? How many? How many arrows? Sorry, Peter. People out there, fuck no. y'all. Fuck sometimes, y'all. Sometimes you can okay. kill with one arrow, lethal shot. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna throw two in it. So you're um, going for the heart, right? No? Lungs. Lungs. Vitals. Big ass, okay. big ass vitals. You want to kill it, and it's gonna, but you it's know, a strong animal. It will run away. Hundred to hundred fifty yard, you know, and then die. Yeah. Sometimes it'll. Drop thirty yards right there in yeah. your tracks. Boom. Yeah. It just depends. And how do you get it out of there? You you gotta fucking pack that motherfucker out, Kafaro. That's that's the true hunter. Hey. But like honestly, like I've done uh, multiple different ways. I packed them out. I fucking brought in my ATV, put them on the sled, got it the fuck out. Uh, I brought in my truck right next to that motherfucker too, because I've been blessed and rolled down the hill right to my truck. So. <laughs> When, that's that way, the, huh? that's the way you want to do it, right? <laughs> Ideally, those motherfuckers, you a high quarter, hundred pounds. How much you pack out, Cody? Uh, I packed out two quarters. Oh fuck! I did two quarters in a meat bag last year, and I was like, that was the dumbest thing I'll ever do. I'll never do that again. Yeah, you Why? can't. Too much. But uh, oh, it's, you, so it's so heavy. You got to realize that's like uh, what, hundred and fifty pounds, and you're just walking it on your feet out of the woods yeah. on your back. You carry yeah. it on your backpack, hundred fifty pounds on your back in snow. That's why Luke does cardio, bro. Gotta be, uh, gotta even, be I don't do enough because it sucks. Look at that. A meat. It's oh dead weight. Shut up. In the nighttime. Yeah, it's like can't fucking and it cold as fuck. Tell them. <laughs> and then the bear attacks you, takes it from nah, you. Nah, they're hibernating yeah, right I think now. it was like six degrees or something at that time. Oh, man, you guys are men's men. You got ah, it's just stupid, count, Here's the thing. Why? I love it, though. Guess what? What? When the fucking market closed or the fucking... Grocery store doesn't have any fucking meat on the shelf because everybody fucking went out and the fucking people fucking bought up all the toilet paper. Guess what? I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. Dude, my wife I'm came cool. back from the store the other day and she's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Ooh. It's bad. Yeah, no, look, you guys, you guys. Here's the thing. I know. We go to the office every day. We go to the office every here's day. You guys thing. are out there in the woods. Uh, here's the thing, dude. I just know. My family's gonna be okay. Well, shit, I'm bringing my family it's like, up here. It's like it's like Red Dawn up in here when the <laughs> shit goes down. Guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> Red Dawn. Hey Luke, hey Luke, All I gotta question. do is hit this thing. I got a guy coming out of here. What's up, motherfucker? Next question, Luke. Can, can you train a couple couple buddies in the same way that you did in boxing with like firearms? Ah uh, man, I'm gonna tell you right now. I am not the expert about it, but I do know the right people to get you in touch with. I know enough to help you out and get you stolen and 
Like, hey, guess what? If some commies come here and try to fuck with us, we fucking them up, dog. I can show you. I, my, my guns are dogs. I always tell you, shooting point. My wife literally says, when are you going to buy a gun? <laughs> she said I, that? Yeah, I don't own a gun. When are you gonna you buy don't a own a gun? I don't own a gun. You girls are. Well, are excuse owned. me. I got two guns. <laughs> okay? And let me tell you something. Okay. But no, honestly, uh, I right. love the fact. Here, here's the thing right now. Right now is the time where where. And I, I don't ever try to get political in the shit because I get some people that are across the table from me that we get into the shit, and I don't ever try to get it. Here's 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 what what I I what I say to the people that don't own a firearm is what happens to your family or you and your wife when somebody bad comes in your house with a gun and. Does bad things yeah, to you. Yeah. Wants to rob you. We all die. And, 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 and you come out with a fucking Rambo knife. What what happens? No, that's true. No, I, I mean, we joke. And here, here is a perfect example. I had a gun uh, a few years back. Um, where I, I, when I lived a few years back, I would probably even say <laughs> fucking 10 years back. Um, this is what's, what happened. Uh, we were down my first, our first home we ever bought, me and my wife. Uh, down in uh, Pecos and Broadway in the barrio, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah, where I felt comfortable for once. I was, <laughs> my wife was a minority, yeah. and then I move out here. Now I'm the minority, right? Yeah. And uh, I fucking, I go there, and we had ADT security system up in this motherfucker because you know that's what I have. Yeah, great system, right? Fucking thing goes off in the middle of the night. Fucking two o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping. Next to my so someone opened the door or a window. Beep, says, beep, beep, says, beep, beep. Front door, boom, front door. I grab my Glock. I got my Glock right next yeah. to me. We're locked and loaded. What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. I come down. We live in a tri level. I come down. I'm on a. I'm on the top floor. I come down the staircase, and my door's right there. And I got a red. I got a a laser on it. A red yeah. light. Yeah. And this motherfucker is like. I'm cha- I'm trying to entertain the cat. <laughs> it's going all over, shaking all over. I'm like, I'm holding with both my hands, and it's shaking all the fuck over. I can't control myself. I'm scared as fuck, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking. Is there somebody? Was I'm there somebody be- there? I'm better off throwing this gun down and just attacking this motherfucker and beat yeah. the fuck out of him, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, that's how I'm thinking can, in can my head. Can you just imagine? Throw that, slap your leg. Like, <laughs> right? That guy picked the wrong house. Luke Cadillo. Right. 50 but, UFC. But, oh, yes. right. but either way, so. Andy's armed. <laughs> so, Joe, I can't control my thing. Clear the house. Called 911. I told my wife, call 911. Somebody's in the house. She goes, are you going to shoot somebody? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> yes. She's like, no. And I'm like, hmm. and I'm ready to go, right? Am I going to hit that motherfucker the way I was aiming? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right? I right. hope so. Right. But that's what made me change my tactics at home. Yeah. I got a shotgun. I brought my shotgun upstairs, and I got my Glock. I'm fully armed. I got, yeah, you don't want to know what I got. <laughs> I have a shotgun now. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, when you can't I have miss that with the feeling, shotgun at ten feet it away, it spreads. Yeah, you know what I mean. Was there anybody there, by the way? No, dude. Or if the wind just opened, I up? don't know if it was the wind or if they got scared because they knew I got out. I mean, I don't know. I was yelling, I was screaming. I was like, "What's up, motherfucker? Yeah. Fuck!" I mean, I was yelling. 
I was barking hard. So remember the My bite, I don't know if it would have hit or not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but the 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 cops came and they were like, "Hey, what happened?" and I told them the scenario. And the cop told me he's like shotgun. I would get a shotgun. Cuz I told him I said, "Man, I never realized how hard it was to pull out a a, a gun in a life and in a life untrained and i'm not trained i don't do it i mean like i'll yeah. pistol i'll shoot pistols yeah. i'll yeah. shoot guns totally all the time thing. it's oh, way yeah. different when you wake up at a dead sleep and you know you're t- like some motherfuckers in your house that's uninvited yeah. Yeah. it's different yeah i was walking down the street in my neighborhood my neighbor has a sign that says i won't call 911 cool that's, that's a good ass that's, that's a good ass sign actually yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good. Hey, I, I live in the city still, though, and uh, and that shit is like, real, like I, in my alleyway. Oh, he's I got, got, I got a dispensary and a uh, liquor store, and like, hey, it was <clears> sweet <throat> when I was twenty five, you know, but right now, down the road. Yeah, now I, it's in yeah. my alleyway. Like now I, he's got a baby girl. Yeah, got now you got a kid, daughter, and 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 hey, when I was you know twenty six with like five of my guy roommates who are all like twenty six, the door didn't even shut all the way. And so a couple times, like random drunk people would walk into our house, yeah. like like at night, and we'd like, you know, like what the fuck thank, are you doing? Right? Man? What the fuck? You, like, thankfully, like, hey, all right, get them out. No one got hurt, but it's 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 different now. I mean, literally a hundred yards away from my house, and I live in the Highlands area, yeah. right? Hundred yards away from my house, I see panhandlers and, and homeless people on the street, like, yeah. like on the way to work. Addicts. Yeah, and so yeah. you know, Pedophile. in that situation, it's like you don't want to be. You don't want to be, oh, shit, I wish I would have, you know, got my no. shotgun when this shit hits the you should. It's better to be prepared than not prepared. And that's why right. I say, Andrew, I'm not a guy that push guns. I'm not. Either you are for them or you're not. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm totally Second Amendment, dude. Here, I just don't yeah, own one. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When push comes to shove, your boxing is going to carry you a long ways. But it ain't going to carry you all the way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, with children, you know, I don't. Well, I you know what? Well, that's when I actually stop. I have two of them right now. I know. Aren't you worried that they're gonna? Do you keep them obviously safe? Here, here's the thing, dude. I keep them safe. I I keep them open. Like for real. That that's a gun. It's a real life gun that I took out hunting today. That's a pretty gun. Can it's a nice it? gun. Can How I much does that it? cost? Um, here's the thing with the guns. If you got to educate people right. about guns, Marcus has his own gun. He's two and a half. He knows it's a pirate gun. It's a fake gun. Oh, thank God. I'm like, Jesus. But I'm teaching him now. Yeah. Eva has a BB gun. How old were you when you first got your BB gun? I don't even know. But I my real first shotgun, I still have it today. 870 Represent Express. My dad bought me. Yeah. I bet I was 12 years old. 13. Wow. Yeah. Still have it. Here's the thing, dude. You just got to know and tell him that this is not a toy. And this is the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I get more afraid of when other kids come over, so I take all the guns in my gun safe. Yeah. I put them all away. Yeah. And I got guns where nobody can touch them but me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like little kids, little, little, no climb shit. So you know, yeah. goddamn well, I got to put guns, some it's shit. Safe. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, my biggest fear. I got to know who's coming over to my house, when they're going to be out here. Nobody's going to come in here, or if they are. Yeah. I got to push it away. Right. Yeah. You just got to know. I mean, responsible gun owner. That's just it. You got to yeah. be a responsible gun owner. And that's, and then you got to just teach people and you got to know. Like, 
I, the fact that I think that that sends a strong message. The fact that like you waking up out of a dead sleep at two in the morning, who has a lot of reps with at the range, and I you still be scared. You're like, hey, you know what? I I made that decision. You know, yeah. to to go to a shotgun, and you know, to a guy, I'm like, oh man, you know, a little bit of ego, like, oh yeah, I'll put the Glock behind my. Back. I don't give a fuck. I got no, no. shame again. Right, game. but like inexperienced, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey, listen, like have that humility. Where it's like Luke, the guy who is is handling this stuff all the time. In, in that situation, you gotta you, you gotta use the right tool for the job. Yeah, you know? my my deal is I have no shame in my game, and I know what I'm protecting. Hey, you should ever thought about starting the militia, the conifer <laughs> militia. I'll give you a rank of colonel. No, I'm not. No, there. you know that the Constitution allows communities to organize and defend oh, themselves. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. In case I'll, of bear I'm gonna population. tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. you right now, this fucking, where the, where sometimes this, I don't even know where this country goes sometimes, right? but I just know that when push comes to shove, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be okay, and yeah. I know the people that are around me that yeah. we're going to know we're going to be okay. Well, they talk about knowing enough. your neighbors and being friendly, and like, you know, when shit hits the fan, it's about your neighbors. And, and this, is a, this is a perfect example, and I know we've been on here for a minute, but here's a perfect example. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say any names or anything. I have a person close by me, right? She is such um, a big like liberal and anti-gun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like in and, your community here. Mm-hmm. Okay, and like a neighbor. Great friends with her. Great friends. Yeah, I love her. I do anything for her. Obviously, but she's naive. But guess what? What? Who does she call every time? She ha- she's scared. Yeah, who does she call every time when she has problems? Little Hulk. And guess what? She called me the other day and she goes, "Where are you at? I need you." They're at my. I don't even want to say it. I said, "Call cops." Call the cops. Oh, good yeah. luck. Yeah. Three call hours the, later. Yeah, call the sheriff. Right. Right. Call the sheriff, dude. Here's the deal. I, I, I'm, I'm just so I'm, I'm. My whole deal is, look, man. I am all about this country. I, I, I really am. This, 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 um, this whole, this whole. Wait, I'm all about the Constitution. I'm not all about what this country is right now. Yeah, that's a good point. Right now, they've seen it. They've laid it out for us. They've seen it. And they and people that come in here and they try to fucking rebrand this whole fucking deal and redo things and not gonna work. See how things are happening. I get it, man. My fear right now, my fear right now is and with the whole gun deal, I draw my daughter off every day at school. And I just think, like, you know Oh, you can't think that way. You know, like I do. That's how I think. Oh man. Because I'm always Alert! I'm alert. I'm always looking at like what vehicles. What grade is she in? Uh, she's second grade, man. You know what I mean, like. And I always think, like, you know, you get those phone calls, emails right away, like, you know. I pity you. You, but it's no different than them driving. Your 18 year olds driving down the road and something somebody t bones them. I know. No, you can't think that way. You can't. You you can't. But but my mentality thinks that way because I just. I'm always prepared for the worst. Are you always carrying? Huh? Do you have a concealed yeah. weapon? So you're always carrying, always. basically. Where can you not carry? 
Well, there's the places where you can't carry out schools. Where are they? You like generally, uh, schools. Federal, court, federal buildings, federal buildings, Fel- yeah. federal buildings. There's a lot of places you Capital. can't carry. <laughs> the places, the places where most shit fucking will pop yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what sucks. Why. Yeah, and then you can't carry away if you're at a bar if you have drinks. Mm-hmm. If I'm drinking, I can't carry. I can't even have a gun to buy me. Right. Well, normally Sometimes. shootings happen where they know people don't have guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like schools. Yeah. And churches, yeah. I'm all about bringing people in. Uh, I'm I'm all about bringing vets into schools and giving them job and and doing that. You know, as long as they uh, pass the the exam. And uh, here's the thing, dude. Me and you have all of us have never been in combat, right? Right. Any of us can trigger and and flip a switch. That's right. But generally, public, like we care about most people, right? Right. Right. They are trained to do that too. That's what they do. I'm all about like, hey, more protection, more better. I think. Yeah, the more people caring. Well, you know, pur- purpose is a valuable thing for people. You know, you gotta that, feel like you have that, purpose. That's why I, I, I don't know, man. I just me, my it's a touchy subject for me because I'm all about it, but and then I get it, the other side. Um, here, what's the other side? The other side is, you know, nobody should carry. Nobody, but oh, But listen, listen. Nobody, should, nobody should carry. You know, that's, only the that, government. That, I'm not saying carry. that's my my yeah, point. That's the other side. I but got that's it. the other side, right? So they say that, right? But what happens? You know what I mean? Like the black mark is always going to be there. Yeah. They're out People there. are going to get it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to get it. Criminals are going to get it. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Right. So you're telling me when shit hits a fan and nobody has anything. Like everybody's fucked until somebody comes in with a proper worst proper case scenario. How many rounds do you have in your house? Yeah, rounds. Oh, like would you say hundreds or thousands? I, I, it's a non-disclosure topic right now. <laughs> a lot. Okay, you have a lot. I have okay. enough to fucking fight. Uh, a, a prolonged. It's, it's, it's different guns, different ammo. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean? talking like, like yes. I, I, Here's the thing: like so many people, I can only fire so many guns at a time. You right. Know That's why I mean? I'm bringing my family up, and all four yeah. of us will grab a gun. I got, I got, I got uh, a couple guns that will blow a hole through a fucking a few people. So fuck them. Like you what know? caliber? Oh, I got a 50 cal. I got what's that T Rex gun? Uh, blew out my eardrums. Yeah. God. Yeah. T-Rex I got a I got a safari like a gun, bro. That'll blow a fucking an elephant gun. Uh, dude, it'll blow the fucking bejesus, uh, disintegrate motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> disintegrate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I will fucking I'll be shaking, but long as it hits something, <laughs> you're fucked. This is nine news. I have <laughs> reported that unfortunately an intruder was disintegrated. <laughs> he was here somewhere. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyways, boys. Have we had a good time tonight? Did you guys have fun? Oh, my God. I told you, man. Don't trip. Just appreciate. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, hey, all I had to worry about is, hey, testicle one to testicle two. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) We're all good, bro. That's right. Uh, I'm excited. I'm glad that you guys came down. I really am. I appreciate you guys. Where can people find you at? Like, they want to get down and, like, hey, I want to get my life straight, or I want, hey, me and my, me and my fiance want to get a house in this crazy ass town in Denver or Colorado. 
Do you guys do anywhere else? Or do you guys yeah, all, yeah, all 50 states except for New York? Yeah. I don't live in all 49. No shit. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Oh, this is and perfect for you. Every kind alone. Anywhere. This is perfect for you. Bad credit. And good let me credit. tell you, my pitch right now is this, is that, yeah, you know, interest rates may be, you know, climbed up, but right now is when you get your plan together, right? Right now is when you utilize our time and get your ducks in a row. Because when the market comes back and everyone wants to buy, that's when it's like you can't get your ducks in a row. You don't have enough time. And yep. so you have, to, you have to be ready. You already have to, you know. If you stay is, ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah, you got to be locked and loaded trial and, run, ready, baby. and ready to shoot. Do you your know? trial run right now, you know. Yep. And so run. like, hey, we'll it doesn't you cost you anything, you right? It's like, hey, if, if you don't like what we say, if you don't like the plans, like, tell us. Go ahead. Tell, tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Tell you all fuck off, right? Right. But it, here's the thing. I think the biggest thing is people to come out to reach out to you is like they're they're more scared of, man, I got a bad credit report or, hey, I don't make this much money. Or, I don't have no money saved. That's a perfect, perfect plan right now. I think that's the majority of people. Knowledge is power. Because, you got to know what, what, what's going on. Yeah. You know, hey, and, listen, uh, you'd be surprised. You know, if, if, if me who didn't have a pot to piss in could, like, figure out a strategy to buy a house and then leverage that, like, anybody can. I truly believe that. That's why I'm passionate about it. Hey, if it, I right? could do it, anybody can do it. That's yeah. right. It's true. You just got to fucking know. You just got to so You the just got to know me. Just know <laughs> yeah. me. Hey, no. Or Amy. marry a white girl. Which, That's the two options you got. Best white tail I ever no, had. By the way, like, Colleen has already been always been on top of it because every time rates drop i always reach out to her yep. i'm like hey kalina you want to refinance she's like i already did i'm like <laughs> she's, she's on good. it bro she's good no, she, she is she, a g dude i'm gonna tell you right now like uh, she is on the shit locked yeah. in straight fucking yeah. me i'd be like nine but you nine percent oh shit let's <laughs> do this shit no but you, you don't have to you know because you got i her. don't i don't here's the i thing. get it i don't have I to just, be a shopper because my wife does she does and yep. she don't got to worry about x because i do it yeah. it's a great relationship we, me and her the the you, you know what the, you know what they say opposite attract we fucking are opposite. oh my god so true so she takes care of the financing and and you take care of the intruders i she takes care of the financing everything else i i take care of dirty diapers and that pussy <laughs> that's it it's very simple and you know what? my daughter couldn't agree with you more man it doesn't matter about smarts they just got to be a man yeah i'm a, a man. man i'm gonna tell you right now i'm a man full-on man fucking that's what we got straight. in common right, he might are. be two <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah. do, dog. Okay. Stay away from my bathroom, my upstairs. <laughs> well, you know, I will oh, tell you, a small fuck. world is that uh, your wife went to high school with uh, one of our uh, uh, real estate agents in Southern California. Oh, really? Yeah, Jeff Kim is his name, and they're they're buddies in high school. And oh stuff. no shit! Did you yeah. tell her? Small world. Yeah. Did you tell her that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. better not slip. No, if she slips that motherfucker, I'll be good. We're not friends no more. That would be the most shocking thing in the world to me. He, he, he better a, be Chinese. He, he was he was a virgin when he was married, so you don't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Motherfucker better be Chinese or something. He, he might be Korean. He better, he better call little Kim, little D. <laughs> oh, fuck. I love you guys, man. Love I'm so bro. glad. Where can they find you at, Matt? Yeah, you know what? Um, just find us at uh, Colette and Scripter on Facebook or Instagram or just on online where PRMG is our company that we work for. And uh, give this guy a call. Too. PRMG. Yeah. So just, just call reach out. Andrew no, Scripter. And if you guys can't find him, dude, holler at me. I'll send you 
the direct link, their cell phones. Damn it. Yeah. Hey, it's all good, man. These guys are the real deal. They're like honestly, they're my people. And you know how my people are. They good. <laughs> so on that note, I appreciate you guys all listening. Uh we're heading for Nestor's birthday party tomorrow. I'm heading to Nebraska after that. There's gonna be blood. We out. Hey guys, I wanted to hop on here and give you guys a big shout out and say thank you for all your support. Um, do me a favor, check out that Bullhorn app. Give us a subscribe on that app. Um, man, you guys can watch us live right from your phone. Call in, ask Cody questions all from the app. So check it out. Uh, and make sure you guys give us a follow on the IG at GU underscore unfiltered underscore and at gladiators unleashed and if you're a patron love you